Here we are live on the Green and White Report here on WDBM East Lansing. Thank you so much for joining us here on another Sunday morning. It is quite the morning we are having. I'm Brennan Shabath, joined by my co-host Zach Slowick and uh, Matt Merrifield and a reluctant Liam Jackson is here as well. We had quite the night last night, the four of us. and, quite and the last two nights. And the, the, the yes. group of the Impact uh, Sports Department um, has had just a wild time. Some alums were in town over the weekend that we got to see. We celebrated some graduates from the radio station over the weekend as well. One of the graduates is here today. Uh, Liam Jackson's going to be leaving us soon enough. Liam, this is your last show. This is a sad moment. It is, and <clears throat> my voice is a little scratchy today. Um, a lot of celebrating, like you said, at the banquet basketball game yesterday we were at. Um, but it is my last show, and happy to be here, but it is a little bittersweet. Well, I hope for your sake when we get to the pick you can at least go out on a better note than you have <laughs> this year because it's been rough. Uh, you know what, and all I have to say is at least he won the college one by... I think he won by ten. Yeah, I used all I used all my magic. Yes, on the, the on the yeah, on the Spartan Red like, Zone podcast, but, uh, our college football podcast. That NFL effect, he he doesn't translate. He's not a good scout. Yes, I'll put it at it's like an, like an Ohio State quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take it. Fair enough. <laughs> well, Christmas is near. Finals week has technically officially started here in East Lansing. For much of us journalism majors, it's pretty much over. Most of the. Uh, Final projects were already due. There aren't many exams in the journalism classes. Um, so for those of you that are still taking classes, best of luck on finals, uh, but also nanner, 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 I'm done. Um, it's been quite the week in sports, uh, in the sports world since we last had a show. So on the docket today, uh, the Detroit Football Lions have made their way One uh, into the show because they are, according to ESPN, sniffing around the playoffs right now. MSU Hockey is also a group we're going to talk about. They might be back. Um, Matt Merrifield, we are, we're going to change the pick today because this dude has just dominated, embarrassed all of us in every facet. What is your secret sauce before we, before we get to the pick later in the show? Um, I guess pick the opposite of what you guys pick. But. Okay, that's a fair point. Well, you're going to go first today. If, so. if I, that's fine. If, so. I had to, if I had to guess, I would say pay attention to bye weeks. Pay attention to what, what teams play. Monday and Thursday. The longer, the longer break and the, the quicker turnaround. Take the Jets. Um, and always take the Jets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then debate whether or not to take the Colts every week and then end up taking the Colts to at least cover. They didn't cover last week. <laughs> no, yeah. they did no, not. No, they did not. That was a big one last week. Uh also on the docket, it's a bad year to be an overdog in college basketball right now. Holy upsets in this damn sport, um, and we love it. And yes, as we mentioned, this is Liam's last show, so he'll have another uh, edition of Gambling Corner and In or Out uh, coming up at 12.43 before we get to the 1 p.m. NFL games. And that's where we're going to start today with the Lions. Uh, they take on the Vikings today at 1 o'clock at Ford Field. Shout out former Impact Sports Editor Trent Bally. I'm taking the shout out was, away. He's right taking the shout out away from Trent Bally. Yeah, for those that are unaware, Trent was reportedly, according to sources, supposed to stay at the residence of Zach Slowick, who sits across the table from me last night, and promptly disappeared. 
towards the end of the night, um, and it took us about three hours to find him until Trent he finally okay. until, until he finally just answered my phone call after about fifty of them. Yeah, um, I believe he woke up with a hundred and twenty text messages and forty two missed calls. Yeah, and he but, was just sleeping at his yes, cousin's place. Did, who lives did, didn't tell anybody four blocks away from where him. he was going. But yes, Trent is okay. So a half shout out for him today. But he is going to be at this game. Um, and a game that, for the first time in Super Bowl era, a ten and two team, the Vikings, is the underdog to a five and seven team in the Lions. What a wild! Start. Um, the Lions are favored by one and a half, according to FanDuel. Um, and I'll start this segment by mentioning that Vegas always knows. Um, but this is a really interesting Lions team to me. I'll admit that I was wrong about them at the start of the year. I still don't think they're great, and in the research that I have done. It's still an outside chance with a capital O to make the playoffs here. They sit at five and seven right now. Could move up to six and seven, obviously, today with a win over the Vikings. But Bears and Packers both have a bye this week, so not much they can do um, as far as distancing themselves from the rest of the NFC North. Um, but I will say, Liam, you and I talked about this the day after the game against the Jaguars. Um, I think I've seen two of the best performances from the Lions that I have ever seen in my lifetime, and that is the first half against the Washington Commanders in Week 2, where they had just had a good performance against the Eagles and lost. We knew the Eagles were going to be a good team. Turns out they're the best team in the NFL. Um, and then they, they, they dominated Washington in every facet uh, for the first 30 minutes of that game. Um, and then, like we talked about, the Jacksonville Jaguars game. 40-14 to 14 win won all three facets of the game, um, completely dominated a Jaguars team who came in with the same record, trying to do some of the same things, fight for a wild card spot over in the AFC. Um, that was really fun. It felt good, but also very strange. Like I found myself in like the middle of the third quarter like going on my phone and not watching the game because they were up so much, and I, I didn't care. I didn't have any worries that this game was going to go get, you know, get awry. And... That's strange as a Lions fan. Yeah, I've had that feeling about uh, two Michigan State football games in the past. Uh, Indiana this year and then Illinois 2019. <laughs> well, those um, were both wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm always scared. Right. My, I have been jarred right. one too many times by the Spartans and ten too many times by the Lions. Yes. But Liam, you were really impressed by the Lions against the Jaguars. Yeah, and I think... Oh my goodness, this is going to be a grind today, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you got to battle it. No better way to go out. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Um, the fact that Dan Campbell um, took all that criticism, and some of it deservedly so, but uh, to be 1-6 and six in the middle of your second year and still keep that locker room and bounce back mid-year, um, and even if they don't make the playoffs, and I don't, ex- I don't, like you said, I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but I think that it's, I think the season is a win, in my opinion, as long as they don't, royally messed up these last uh what do they got five games left so um i think getting to seven wins even eight wins is a win on the year and um you have that rams pick so you're gonna be picking in the top 10 most likely um baker, baker mayfield. mayfield needs to chill out that's yeah, stupid relax. that they won that game but it'll still be a pretty high pick and you don't um you won't hear media talking about how they're winning uh meaningless games messing up draft picks because this team is young and the coaching staff is young and they need to learn how to win and stack wins so i think it's important um but yeah the jet like you said the jags game was i've never felt that much serotonin watching a lions game in my life i don't think it just seems like every time they had the like well not it didn't seem like every time they had the ball other than when nate sudfeld took a couple knees 
um, they scored and they the defense made plays. Hutchinson got another sack. Uh, James Houston's sack that he had um, was the, the greatest defensive move I've ever seen. That was awesome. Well, I yeah. also thought that Trevor Lawrence just absolutely yeah. got his leg ripped off or was snapped. Yeah, that was nasty looking. I, it was a Lawrence Taylor type of just beat you the guy on the outside, but you're coming from the back, and it's a clean hit, but you fall weird. Sweet move, though. Yeah. You, but, you hit him he, with the Euros. He's played 17 snaps and has three sacks as a six-round pick. And So Brad Holmes is a wizard in the draft. Uh, he's second in rookies and sacks, and like I said, 17 snaps is crazy. And uh, who's first? Aiden Hutchinson. Uh has six now. I think he got a half a sack. I think they credited him with half. So I think he has six. But yeah, I mean, and so anywhere they draft, I trust Brad Holmes. That's why I don't care about the wins. And obviously, getting in the playoffs would be awesome. And the way this team's playing right now, I'm not kidding. I think they could win a playoff game if, depending on the, the matchup, because I think they can, like you said, they can hang with anybody. They proved it this year. Um, that offense is is legit. Ben Johnson's a wizard. Is why I keep saying. I need to stop saying wizard. Pay ben, that man. Ben Johnson's great at his job. Um, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully uh, they're able to retain him because the, he will be a head coach one day and he'll be a good head coach, I think. Yeah, you bring up the playoffs. I was doing the research last night. And they, they essentially got a win out, which is very possible. There's a tough game on the road against the Jets. Then they got Bears and Packers still, and anything can happen against the NFC North um, opponents. But um, there is an avenue for it. And, you know, winning out is not entirely out of the realm of possibility. You mentioned the one and six start. Since then, and since trading TJ Hawkinson, who promptly made some dumb quote after he was traded about he can finally go to a place and win, um, since then, both teams, the Vikings and the Lions, who we'll see today, are 4-1 and one in those five games. The Lions have a plus 43-point differential, and the Vikings have a minus 22-point differential. out there in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean they're... they're a mismanaged game from Detroit away from having a third loss. Um, a Josh Allen fumble on his own one-yard line with, what was it, 19 seconds left in the damn game um, from having a fourth loss. Um, th- this is a-, a Vikings team who has gotten pretty lucky in some of the close games, um, and you can't help but feel like you know their number, their name is going to be called soon for one of those tough losses, and with the line at one and a half, it could be today. Um, so my question is not... Uh, can the Lions win this game? Obviously, they can win. They're the damn favorites. You know, they have a good chance to win. This is this is a good football team, and I think they match up pretty well with Minnesota. Um, the question is: is can they continue to turn this corner? Because they have turned a corner, but you can regress. You know, three steps forward, two steps back. We've seen that a lot with the Lions, um, and, and get away from that godforsaken term, SOL. And, and get away from that curse because this would not be a surprise as a typical Lions game that this team loses um, where they've got momentum at 4-1. and one. They're the favorites. Um, it's an it's a in-division opponent. Um, that, that Ford Field is going to be rocking today. I'm sure it's already jumping down there in downtown Detroit. Ford Field is going to be sold out and going to be a blast. Um, and they go out there and disappoint. Um can they get over this? I hope so. Um, but I think I've seen enough SOL already in the, in the Dan Campbell era that I don't have a ton of confidence that this is a game where they go out and do what they're supposed to do. Can I just say, we're in, regardless if they lose in horrible fashion in any of these last games or today, 
we're in December and they're playing games that matter. Yep. In Dan Campbell's second year, um, they're selling out Ford Field. They're selling standing room only tickets today. That's a win. We're in December. There's been plenty of times, especially recent years with Patricia, that that you couldn't you you could buy a Lions ticket at the front at the front gate for like ten bucks right before a game because people didn't want to watch this team. This team had given up at this point in the year, but. They, nobody wants to play. I can guarantee you, nobody around the league wants to play this team. So, I I I I want to stay away from the SOL term just because I I think that this team is super young and super energetic, and I kind of think that this is I I really do think they're turning a corner, and I, I I'm glad I'm happy to be on record saying that, and I don't think that they're going to prove me wrong. I think I'll be able to look back at um this take in two three years and and be happy with myself for for saying it so i'm on the record saying i think sol is close to being out the door and i think that this is going to be the regime that turns the lions around yeah and i mean i am going to toot my own horn because my prediction in the beginning of the year is looking very realistic i said, you said six right i wins yeah i said they were going to go eight and nine or nine and eight. Oh, wow. i was the highest one You're way up there yeah yeah I so think I, I, was, yeah. I was the highest um and everyone's like oh you're crazy you're crazy you're crazy but i do i do think there's a chance um, a pretty good one that they only lose one or two more games this year. Today could be one of those games, um, but a nine and eight team, you're it's going to be tough to get in the playoffs. But that is a bubble, a bubble team. And the issue too is that they lost to Seattle already. Who Seattle's looking like they're going to be a wild card team for yeah. the most part, barring and, some unforeseen circumstances. Gunsling and Geno and K nine are kind of doing their thing, uh, fighting out the there. Line. Grit. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, that's that really hurts them because Seattle's going to have that tiebreaker and anything close. Well, and then the NFC East is just—I mean, yeah, every team's going to get in. It's a gauntlet right now, and it's—it's—I don't think it's sustainable um, because they all have to start playing each other for the second time now. Um, I—I think it's the Cowboys, the Cowboys or the Giants. Their like last four games is division, 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 like. Th- just th- all three teams in the d- division in a row to end the year. Um, yeah, but the, the 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 thing with the NFC East for me is like, yes, they're all all four of them are good and and fighting for a playoff spot. But the Lions already beat the bottom two. They beat the Giants and they beat the Commanders, so they have the tiebreakers over those. Yeah, and I mean um, the Eagles already have clinched yeah, a spot. Yeah, so the the biggest the biggest issue in the team I'm worried about is Seattle. Yeah, um, and so you know every game moving forward, you got to root. Against the Seahawks, oh. there were a couple of plays in that Seahawks game that are really going to come back to haunt the yeah, Lions if they definitely. actually if the Lions do their part. Um, and it's, if it comes down to the Seahawks tiebreaker, that that's really going to suck. A couple fourth down plays, yep. Uh, the refs messing up the clock, um, and then the Seahawks getting another chance and scoring a touchdown. But we'll see. And that defense not getting a stop. The offense scoring forty five points and losing. <laughs> like I mean, there's 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 multiple games. The the Philly game was close. That yeah. The last drive against the Bills. The Vikings game obviously mismanaged Down at in the Dallas. end. Um, there's if if they miss this playoff chance by a game or, or one spot, you know that we're going to look back at three or four. And mind you, we still have five games left for them to mess it up again. We're going to look back at three or four games where it's like you know they were there, um, and it was coaching for a lot of them. Um, and obviously the refs play their part too. It's Detroit, you know they they have no luck with that. Area, but Matt, I want to ask you. You're, you're the resident non-Lions guy, um, who can kind of put his bias aside a little bit. What's your? I mean, we'll get into the pickums, so I don't want to spoil it yet. But but what's your take 
Um, on the way this Lions team has played the last five games, you know, you're the, the resident Colts fan. Um, you you are the, the NFL guru, so to speak, with the way the Pick'em has gone this year. Give us your wise words on how you feel about this wonderful Detroit football Lions team. I said this, I don't know if we were talking, we talked about this similar situation, I think it was like week four, week five, where while the Lions did, weren't getting results early in the year, I think they just look like a different team. This is a Lions team for the first time in my life. I actually would sit down and watch, like even when the, the years where they were good, with Stafford and Calvin Johnson, yeah, they were entertaining. But like, I enjoy watching the Lions play this year. Uh, the, their offense, when everybody's healthy, with Amon um, Ross, Swift, and Jamal Williams, looks great. Um, the rest of the way going forward, I do think they win today. Like, not going to tip my cap, uh, or I mean, they're going to cover the one and a half if they win. But um, I think, I think they lose next week. I think they go nine and eight, and obviously they'll probably miss the playoffs by a game, which would be very disappointing. But I still. You go nine and eight in year two with Dan Campbell. You're going to have a top six pick with the Rams. You're going to have that second first round pick. Please don't take a quarterback. I'm begging you. Will uh, Levis is not your future. Go ahead. Uh, Rappaport today came out with the. Um, he said that the Lions were Goff as their quarterback, and and, and he's not. They he basically said he's not a placeholder. They're happy with Goff, so they're going to. They have, like you said, the draft. Five, we have five top seventy five picks coming up. And we've seen what Brad Holmes is able to do. So I think that if they just stock this team full of talent, I think Goff is good enough to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, at the at the here's the thing: Goff is a Super Bowl quarterback. Plain and simple. That's, that's a, a good that's, offense. That's a, that's a fact. Um, I mean, it's a top three, four offense in the league, right? right. Now. No, yeah. But, but the, and going into this year, I was I was out on Jared Goff. I didn't think he was the guy. I thought he was a bridge until. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, somebody like that, and in watching neither, the, the, please. The, yes, yeah, and watching the college games this year, I don't want anybody to be under center that's currently uh, at a collegiate university, except for the maybe Lions. Caleb Williams. Uh, no, he's even, a cold. Even, even Caleb, Stars. even even Caleb he's Williams. No, um, but I I don't know that Goff necessarily fits the timeline that the Lions have in the fact that. This is still a Lions team from competing for a Super Bowl, which is the benchmark in the NFL. And, and I know it, it feels weird talk, saying that for the Lions, but Goff is a Super Bowl quarterback. Um, and if you think he can be back there, it's still going to take another two at the minimum, three, four years for them to put the right pieces around him to get to that spot. I don't know if in three or four years Goff is the same level that we see Today and that's fine. I mean, they, I, I like, like you said, I, I was, I held the same sentiment be, beginning of the year. I wasn't very high on golf, but they can say right now that he's the guy and he will be the guy. <clears throat> but like you said, I don't think that this team is close to being a Super Bowl contender. I think they're on the right track um, in the long run, but things in the NFL change week to week. Like takes. Um, um, storylines change week to week. So in, in two, three years, there could be um, another quarterback that's disgruntled and wants out, and the Lions could go get him. Baker Mayfield. No. <laughs> uh, Lamar was kind of that guy that a lot, a lot of Lions fans He liked to. the tweet. He did like he a tweet. He liked the Lions yeah. tweet. He did, um, which would be a lot of fun. But I, like, there's always going to – like every year it seems like a big quarterback is on the move. So um, – and I try fully trust Brad Holmes with um, these type of decisions, and we've seen it has 
uh, direct relation to the Lions. We saw the, the Rams go out th- and get their quarterback in Matthew Stafford, take him away from the Lions and get a Super Bowl. And now that that uh, that isn't looking great now. I mean, they won the Super Bowl, so it's great. But um, but there's always going to be that guy that um, is going to be available each year. And like you said, I, if I was – if I was an NFL player, I'd, I'd, it's, I would be looking at this Lions offense and Ben Johnson and all the uh, talent they have. Jameson Williams making his real debut probably today, probably going to yeah. some real snaps today. Uh, but, like, all all this talent, that offensive line, um, I don't know why you would say no to the Lions if if um, if you're a free agent or right. a quarterback looking for a new home. So I think they're in a great spot. Now you bring up Lamar Jackson. I'll never forget when I was lucky enough last year um, – the Baltimore Ravens came into town to play the Lions, and we all remember that, that a, game. The that was a sucky game. The histor- it wasn't, though. They were down a bunch, and then they came back with a couple interceptions, and Jared Goff led a couple nice drives. And the end of the game. Then the sucky. end of the game was sucky, and yeah. uh, Justin Tucker, the greatest field goal kicker of all time, kicked the greatest field goal of all time, literally. Um, but I was lucky enough to work that game for the Ravens. A professor here at Michigan State knows a former student who works for the Ravens currently, and she reached out and said, hey, we need one student uh, to work the game as an assistant for us, uh, one of our video crews. Um, so I was, like, in the Ravens locker room, you know, seeing all the guys before the game. Uh, I remember texting my roommate, just, like, famous people that was were walking past me. Just <laughs> I'd just send them names. Um, and it took everything in me to not, like, go up to Lamar and be like, hey, you like this place? Like, you know, you should come here in like a year or two uh, and come play here. He plays well at Ford Field, too. He was a dog that game, I remember. But, uh, yeah, when they got that pick at the end of the game, they came and celebrated. I was, like, carrying batteries and, like, a tripod for this dude who was working in post-production for the Ravens. And the Lions got that interception. Loudest stadium I've ever been in when that interception Ford was Field made. Ford Field gets going. Yeah, dude. Um, and they came and celebrated right in front of my guy's camera. I, the whole, all 11 were right in front of me, like across the distance of this table. It was crazy. Um, it, it was really fun to see. But my biggest worry in this game today is we the, we talk about the offense of the Lions. And the defense has had some brighter spots. I think Okuda has been impressive. Obviously, we talked about Houston. Um, Aiden Hutchinson has... I don't think lived up to number two pick potential, but he's been very good, um, and, and he 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 tends to get lost out there sometimes and can go quiet. Um, but he he's been more than serviceable at least. Um, but obviously, the, the the focal point of this team is the offense, um, and it's the same for the Vikings on the other end. And I, I the Lions historically have not done well in shootout games um, that get above the thirties and forties, and. I think there's a really good chance that that's what happens in this game. Uh, I don't think these defenses are necessarily equipped to um, stop either of these offenses. And my biggest, my biggest overall concern is the kick time. It's one o'clock on a Sunday, and Kirk Cousins is going to be in the building. Uh, a homecoming that is true. A homecoming for him. That does not bode well for Detroit at all. Um, but yeah, I, I they just don't do well in shootouts, and I'm not sure that the defense is going to be able to get one stop maybe that they need late in the game uh, to kind of pull this one out. And you know what, Henry uh, Menegos, our friend of the program, who is also um, impacts true Vikings fan, um, and we were talking last night, and he pretty much was just like, it's going to be whoever has the ball last, because neither of these defenses. I mean, we could be very wrong, but we don't think either of these defenses are really going to get any stops. Um, and and then it's just going to be well, whoever 
makes a kick or gets a Jamal Williams one-yard rushing touchdown at the end of the game. Yeah, whoever wants to kick it from 68 yards. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these squads, thankfully it is um, a short list for both of them. Derek Barnes, Chase Lucas, and Evan Brown. Um, or excuse me, Coyote uh, Awasoka or Awosika, uh, Derek Barnes and Chase Lucas out for the Lions. Evan Brown is doubtful. Um, Jeff Okuda and Khalif Raymond are questionable. Um, need Jeff today. Yeah, definitely need, need Okuda. That's going to be huge. Get by Thielen in the first Minnesota game. Uh, for the Vikings, defensive end uh, Jonathan Ballard is out. Uh, Harrison Smith. Uh, free safety Garrett Bradbury, who's a center, and Christian Darisaw, who's an offensive tackle, are both listed as questionable. Um, questionables usually usually turn into outs by the time kick comes around, or ends. So, more, more of that. More yeah. on that later. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. No, sometimes little, they play. Little pre, I guess, but for the most time, sometimes they don't. Questionable. That's why is, they're questionable because they don't know. If if you were to say you were gonna, if someone's asking you if you're gonna go to a party and you say it's questionable, you, you know, in your heart of hearts, you're probably not going to that party, right? I might have to another party to attend first, and then maybe I'll make an appearance. Well, these guys aren't playing in another NFL game before this one. Maybe they are mad. Um, who knows? But yeah, to match up with, with with Justin Jefferson and the rest of the this Viking squad. Uh, Lions definitely need Jeff Okuda today. Who he, We have to give him his flowers. He has been fantastic um, this season. Really fun to watch. And, and a, a feel-good story, too, in the fact that not a lot of people liked this guy after his first year. And everybody was calling him a bust. What was it? Three or four games in? And he was getting cooked in his first year. And there's there's no way to, to sugarcoat that. Um, but man, the turnaround he has had, and just uh, we we, we should have known it was an Ohio State defensive back. We we should have known better. I compare. Well, oh, sorry, go go, oh, okay. Um, when you're the highest ever drafted corner, you're gonna have expectations. When you were drafted, the only two players um, that were ever drafted in the top five that play your position before Jalen Ramsey, who is the current best of corner defensive back in football, and Deion Sanders. Those are the only two defensive backs besides Jeff Okuda that have been drafted in the top, or not, sorry, not defensive back, corners that have been drafted inside the top Didn't five. Didn't Ramsey get babied by somebody a couple weeks ago? Uh, he, someone someone was talking smack to him, stepped over him or something like that. Uh, yeah, people have kind of, the Rams defense sucks. But also speaking so, of Deion Sanders, how about Coach Prime, CU Boulder, huh? Yeah, and I have a strange feeling um, that... Michigan State will no longer be Portal U. Um, I have a, a very strong feeling that the transfer portal will be running through Boulder, Colorado. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he's already he's already got some that are coming from Jackson State with him. Yeah. Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter, I don't know what he's doing because he, when Dion was talking to his team in that first video, he's like on Instagram Live, like, I'm coming, coach, like acting like he's there. And then somebody was like, Post like Travis Hunter expected to post a boulder, and he's like, "I'm not expected to do anything. I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like, I never said anything." Everyone's like, "What do you what? mean?" <laughs> like, you he's were saying, "I'm coming." Leaving. Yeah, he's Dion's but, guy, so we'll see. But I mean, Alabama and Florida State could offer him the bag, and yeah, they were in his top three. So I mean, yeah, we'll I was I was gonna say the Jeff Okuda thing. I'm I think of him similar to the way I think of Killian Hayes um, on the Pistons because their draft position and all the expectation and then a slow start. And just like Okuda, Killian's been playing great. Um, but 
he is so important, especially today, because I mentioned earlier, Amani Owarie, um was a big reason why the Lions lost to Minnesota the first game, uh, the first time they played earlier in the year, because I think he had like I, I think he had six or seven pass interference calls against him. I mean, he literally couldn't just he could he could not stay with Thielen. And I know that Glenn Aaron Glenn has changed up the defensive scheme a lot since then. Um, they've gone they've played a lot less uh, press man coverage, but um, they those receivers with Thielen and Jefferson um, are a problem and will be today for the Lions uh, defensive back. So. Okuda is going to play a big part in that. He already he already he already kept Jefferson to one of his worst games of his career, um, week three or four, whenever they played. So yeah, he needs to he needs to replicate that performance if they're gonna if they're gonna have a chance a chance to win today. Yeah, and it's really I I'm always surprised that Adam Thielen doesn't have bigger weeks more frequently. He's, he's old. Well, yeah, but or like KJ Osborne or somebody have a big week there. Oh, he had a big touchdown against the Lions. No, I know, because Justin Jefferson draws so much attention, there's always safety help over top of him. Like, their other receivers should just be phenomenal. I mean, look at T. Higgins. I mean, T. Higgins is a freak in itself. Yeah. But Jamar Chase gets taken out of the game, T. Higgins, 200 receiving yards. Like, so you can't, it is like a checks and a balance. And I think if the Vikings get another true wide receiver, it is going to be Terrifying. Question for you, Zach. Yes. Who is older, Randall Cobb or a- Adam Thielen? Oh, it should be don't Randall s- Cobb. But it's don't probably tell Thielen. me it's Adam Thielen. Is it really? How this, old is the, he? The same age. They that, they have the same birthday. Oh my goodness. August twenty second, nineteen ninety. Cobb. What a name. Yeah. That came he's, out of nowhere. He's been, in, he's been in the NFL since forever. He's like well, Hunter like the same year Osborne. He's like Hunter when he was eleven. Yeah. But yes, they are the exact same age. Or wow, Timmy Egg Gonzaga. Yeah, he's been there forever, and you just don't get it. I'm concerned about Dalvin Cook too. Dalvin Cook is an is a Lions killer. He has he hates that Honolulu blue and he just destroys it every time they play for the most part. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not I'm not Dalvin Cook is the least of my worries. It's my the biggest least? No, my biggest worry is what you said to start the show. It's one o'clock and Kirk I mean, Cousins yeah, is but, but like but also like I think like the least of my worries may be like how well the Lions punt today. Like, you know. No, you need, you need uh, good field the, position. I they mean, also have the highest paid punter in the NFL, fun fact. I mean, yeah. We're, we're just so accustomed to good punters in this state with Bryce Berenger and Robbed. Yeah, I mean, guy okay. <laughs> it's our bar is pretty low when we're upset that our punter for Michigan State was robbed of the the Ray Guy Award, and that's the only postseason thing we're really looking for. Well, Michigan State's gotten robbed of so much in the future. K9 didn't get to go to New York. Yeah. Um the 2019 men's basketball team didn't get to win national championship, which they were surely going to do. They were definitely going. I'm do. claiming that. Uh, yeah, I'm, they should. They should pull I mean, UCF. Yeah, I mean, and just yeah. Put, I mean, yeah, that counts. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they won it. They did. Yeah. They know, were not whatever. losing. They were so best, good. Best, best, best Vegas odds to win. Put that banner up. <laughs> was that actually what it was? Did they really they have the, the Vegas they odds? The, they were tied for the highest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I forgot then, what other. Well, then maybe that's, I think, that's I think, not a good thing. I think Dayton with Obi Toppin were. Were had similar odds. Was that really? Because Dayton sucked. They were one seed. They were going to be a one seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they had like two losses, I think, and they were like yeah. both in the Maui or something. Yeah, you know, they, one of them was in the Maui, and another one was. And they like, played just the most random teams all year. I mean, yeah, Dayton. You know, <laughs> the A ten is a great basketball. The A10 it is, really is. I mean, it it's so much fun. That, like, it's I, not. Hor- it's one of the better like mid majors. Uh, that's yeah. that's, I mean, is, that's why college basketball is better than college football is because you can pull, have the A ten and it's a good basketball. Yeah, Dayton can have the best odds to win a national championship. Well, yeah. 
Right. And and, it, and like the American, like Houston and Wichita State on football, I'm immediately oh, switching I, the channel. But in basketball? I miss the Wichita State runs that they had. Wichita State is still a good team in the American. They, yeah, they're they're, they're going to upset the somebody. No, obviously. Yeah, it's not. But They no. used to be they used I, uh, to be one, two seeds for like a five-year stretch. They were top four seeds in the tournament every yeah. year. Yeah, and I think basketball is a much easier uh field to stay competitive in like you don't have to be playing in the sec you don't have to be playing in the big 10 to be dominant um i mean look at gonzaga but like where football it's like if you're not power five and really the difference is size right the difference of these college basketball players it could be size but they can all jump out of the gym they can all shoot they're a college basketball player people forget how big basketball players are man like obviously football players are big but so are college basketball. That's what players. I'm saying. But, like football is like weight. It's like right. oh, you only weigh 280, not 300. You right. can't and be alive in you're five, five ten. You yeah. know. But we've gone off the rails. College basketball. <laughs> We're spewing. This nonsense. started with the NFL. College <laughs> basketball is coming later. I promise. So stay tuned. Uh, that's coming up at twelve sixteen. But after the break, uh, touch on MSU hockey, and then we'll get into our pick'em. Adam Nightingale. Whew. He's got a team over there at Mun Ice Arena. We'll be right back here on the Green and White Report here on WDBM. Hey, hey, we're back here on the Green and White Report. It is currently 1137, which means it is time to talk about Michigan State hockey, the new and fun, exciting toy uh, on the campus of Michigan State here in East Lansing. Uh, in the fall, it was women's soccer. They were the best team on campus. And now it's the hockey team. Um, Adam Nightingale. We've talked a little bit about them on the show already. Um, we weren't sure if they were all the way back, if they were serious. Uh, you bet your sweet cheeks they're serious. Number 12 in the country, and they just beat number 6 uh, on Friday, an in-state rival Michigan. Um now, they did split. They, they split Friday and Saturday, the home-and-home. Home. They went to Yoast, one of the worst arenas in the Big Ten um, in all of college hockey, and lost 2-1. to one. That's a really they bad won take, on Friday. actually. No, but, like, have you seen the media seats there? Yeah, I mean, for media, but it's a pretty cool rink to play in. Nah, screw that. Wait, you know. wait where is it? The Yoast. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say it's I, one of the worst. Maybe, I like maybe, maybe it's Yoast. One, two, three, out. I well, hey. maybe it's just because it's Michigan. I did not enjoy playing at Yoast. I'm the just natural saying, lighting like, in there is cool. I'm just gonna the say right now. Natural light. Shut I will up. say. Do not. Okay. Do not call it one of the worst. What is it, a high school basketball it, gym? It, it the is, natural it's lighting. Barn. It's a barn. It, it is a barn, but it's old, and that makes it cool to no, play. No, that's in. not how it works. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it, it is nowhere near one of the worst in college hockey. I mean, I think. I can't. It might be in the Big Ten, just, but not in college hockey in general. I, I think the renovations are nice, day. but I don't know if you've ever skated on Mun. The ice of Mun. Yeah, I've played on Mun. Awful. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, I, I, I'm it's glad they had the so, renovation, but before we, we all did, we played Broomball there. Not the same. Not the same. Um, Notre Dame's ice is immaculate. Um, All right, we're not going to go Miami, through every Ohio. team in the Big Ten should we and put, talk about each Should we put together a power rankings school. for next weekend of best college hockey rinks in America? Natural rating should we'll, be we'll release it on No, because it's going to be St. Cloud State, and nobody's going to know what that is, and that's not good for our audience. Well, you, so. you know what it is clearly because you just said it. <laughs> yeah, because I've had to follow the team <laughs> a little bit, but I'm not sure that anybody that heard me say it knew what it was. Uh, Michigan State, number 12 in the country. They moved up a spot from last week um, despite being swept at home against number three, Minnesota. Uh, they got outscored. 
scored 11-3 to in that series. Uh, not too pretty. Um, so a lot of the conversation was, hey, you know, Michigan State's back. We're back. Um, back? Uh, yes. Back to being no, competitive. No. Because they're not – because to be back is to compete for a national title, which they have won in this millennium. Um, and they're not competing for a national title right now. They're a top 12 team in the country. Um, it's because they have gained the respect of um, the USCHO, and they have earned that ranking because they've beaten some quality teams. Are they competing for a national title? No. Um, they haven't shown that they can win consistently on the road. They get just boat raced at home on their own ice in front of two sold-out crowds against number three, Minnesota, and obviously Minnesota's competing for a national title. Um, and and I think you know they they beat Michigan at home uh, on Friday night, and then they get outclassed on Saturday. Um, and the, the, I think they just gained the advantage of that that six thousand sixty five hundred uh, person crowd at Mon Ice Arena on Friday night. I'm just not confident in this team on the road, um, getting away from home and their ability to win. They sweep Ohio State. That's at home. They sweep Wisconsin. That's at home. They go to Penn State. Split. They go to Michigan. Split. They have Minnesota at home and lose both. Um, so I think MSU hockey is in a great place. And in the first year under Adam Nightingale, what they have done is amazing. I, I fully expected this team, talking to people, have less than 10 wins this season. Um, and they're they're fighting for a spot atop the Big Ten. Uh, but that's just Big Ten standings and the way that Minnesota gets upset for a game here and then Michigan gets upset by somebody. Um, that's the way how conference standings shake out. Just because they're fighting for a, a top spot in the Big Ten – um, I don't think they're there at national championship competition yet. I, back is like like I, like if if it was put on a scale zero to a hundred percent wise, they're like sixty five percent. No, they're back. like a ninety. Like I, I would like, say, you I think, would say you you mean to tell me this team is ten percent away from competing for yes, a national championship? Yes, and that, I, a ten, nation, and that ten percent. You just saw them get outscored eleven to three in two games against the number three team in the country on their own ice in front of a sold out crowd. And you think they're 10% away from competing but for a national yes, championship? Yes, they just split with Michigan, they, who is also, you can consider competing for a national and, championship. And, but Michigan's their in-state rival, and they only won the home game. They haven't beat them in like six. They, 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 were, they lost their last six meetings coming into this weekend. Six uh, they, meetings, they six meetings the, against Michigan is like two years. That's like three, three years. But even if you include well, last year. Well, no, because year, they, they, they play, often play more than once in the GLI. They uh, played. Michigan left the GLI. Because, I, the GLI, because and, they're oh cowards. God, I don't want to talk about and the they GLI. Don't want to put, they didn't want to lose to Western again, right. so they dipped. But last year, what was the final score of the, I think it was the Big Ten tournament, because they played each other in the Big Ten tournament. It was like, so they gave up like eight goals in that game. Yeah, it was like yeah. seven they got, to two. They got embarrassed. It was like, it was like five one. This don't get me wrong. This, the, the 10%. This is, there, there's, there, there are levels to this, though. This team is great. I say they're 80% back. They're, but, but they are young. I don't think they quite have the leadership of what is required of a national championship contender. Um, and this this feels a lot like the women's soccer team, where we knew the women's soccer team was good, um, and they ran through through a tough Big Ten. They did. No regular season losses. They only had one loss in conference this year. I was in the Big Ten tournament um, in the championship against Penn State. But I think we knew in our heart of hearts, this team wasn't competing with the schools down south and out west for a national championship. That game against TCU, they were close, but... I thought you were talking about hockey. I was like, what? No, no, schools yeah, we're, down we're, south, Arizona State? Like, no, yeah, no, no, we're talking... And, and so, but, but, but for hockey, the only it, it just changes between the Minnesota and then over in the northeast um, with some of the coast schools. But I, I, I think they're good. I think they're close, but... 
competing for a national championship? They're well, not there yet. They're just not. I, well, they're not there yet, but they're halfway through conference play, and they're six five and one. They're third in the conference. I I will be the first to admit I thought I questioned whether or not they'd win a game this year because there's no. I'm going to say it again. Other than Dylan Saint Cyr. There is a lack of talent on this hockey team, and I think that's the ten percent that's waiting. And it's all we already know it's coming. You mean because Nightingale's already done an incredible job recruiting? Okay, for I'm the just, I'm class. just, I, I'm just trying to get my math right. Out of the what? There's twenty five on a roster. Or so? uh, tw- twenty dress. Twenty. Twenty dress. So twenty dress. You say one is talented, and it's the goalie. Um, so the 19 others that don't have talent are the 10 percent that they have to make up to be a national yeah. so title right contender. Now, they are going out. They went out there this weekend, played a Michigan team, which I don't know what the numbers are. It's not quite as impressive as last year, but still having 11 or 12 draft picks, five of them being first rounders. State has no first rounders. What do do? Yeah. State has zero first round hockey picks on I, their team, I, and they I, still went out there and competed. I I would like to say I I agree that. I don't want to say they aren't talented because they're freaks, but that's where the separation between Minnesota and Michigan State is. I mean, it's the pure talent. Yeah, the raw talent. And that's a lot of praise to Adam Nightingale, but even more to all the players who bought in. Like, Jesse Tucker is a good hockey player, a very good hockey player, Um, but But, he's really bought into that system, and that's why they have looked so good. But, like, to be honest, Jesse Tucker, very good hockey player. He's not a first-line winger. Oh, on, on, on Michigan, he's no. a third line, fourth line winger. Yep. That, but the fact that State went out there and you know what it was a, the series score was three three this weekend. Yep, I, beat him two one, lost two one. You took you take that. Yeah, you, how can you not? And I mean, yes, Dylan Saint Cyr played out of his mind on Friday night, and he's been the best goalie in the Big Ten. And it's just I, I, as somebody who completely was not bought in on this team, I am, and I didn't I didn't even watch much hockey than this year. <laughs> I sat down, I bored out the game on Friday night. For uh, Serdenic and Jacob Phillips, they did a great job on that call, and I watched it last night. I this is a hockey team that is I don't watch. They aren't back yet because you're right; they're not a national t- title contender, but they're almost there. That's and my they, point. That's my point. Well, I, I don't know about almost. I I I, I see. So they're, they've got. They're, they're this top, is year one. They're top twelve in the country. I know, in year and one. that's great. But th- they don't have to be back in year one. That's the, the advantage of this. Is now Nightingale can bring in players that he wants in the first year. He takes what he has. He has this, you know, mismatch, you know, group of ingredients, and has to make some relatively decent tasting stew out of it, right? And that's what he has done. He's got a twelve seven and one hockey team. They taste decent, all right. They taste pretty good. And considering the ingredients, that's not half bad. But when he can go to the grocery, when he can analysis. go to the grocery store after this season is over and get the real ingredients he wants, he can splurge on some of the nicer things. Head to the deli, go get some good meats. Head to the bakery, right? Right? Yeah, okay. right? Yeah. right? He can start to really cook, and he can make something better. My Brendan Cook, right? Yeah. And, and, and so the, right. Right now, you're not going to win. You're not going to win any food competitions in front of some judges with with with, with a, a, a mediocre stew. All right, you're not going to win a national title with a mediocre talent but team. He op- has coached them because they don't have the talent to this record, and it, it's been coaching. And he deserves what? all of the credit right so now. When was the, I'm going to ask ahead, a quick question. Ahead. When was the last time Michigan State competed for a Big Ten title in hockey? 2011. Yeah. Big Ten didn't exist then. They've never competed for a Big Ten title. Oh, that's right. It's been 10 years since they made the tournament. It's a trick so, question. I was trying to I think of like the last right. time they were good. The last time they made the like, tournament was 10 years 2014? ago. 2014, so yeah. It's been 10 years since they've made the tournament. 
this is likely going to be a tournament team. My, my only concern right now is they have 17 days off before the GLI during Here's the, the New thing, Year. Though. But the way they play and the system they run, they I I have every reason to believe that this team is going to make the tournament. And which year one, after 10 years of not being able to make it, your co- head coach steps in without his talent and takes you to a ta- takes you to the tournament. I and this what, is what else am I supposed to not? How am I not supposed to buy? This into is that? my question for Brendan. If Michigan State basketball was because they'll probably move up. They'll probably be 10. Not to shut down this parallel. No, I'm just saying, if Michigan State basketball was 10, would you think they had a chance to compete for a national championship? Was 10? If they're ranked 10, going into the, like, 10 overall out of the top 25, going in at, like, a three seed. Well, we have a segment on this, which yeah. I, I would explain why the answer is yes. Um, and I would think that because um, Tom Izzo is one of the best coaches of all time. Yep. And it's a historically great program who has been to the most Final Fours of anybody since 1999. Mm. Um, and they play in the Big Ten, which is arguably the best conference in college basketball. So, the Big Ten and hockey? No. Every year, it's, Michi- it's Michigan and Minnesota that are, at the end of the season, legitimately competing for a national title. Wisconsin's not there. Ohio State burns out. So does Penn State. Notre Dame is sometimes there, but they're inconsistent. You look at who's in the... The final four for college hockey year in and year out, it's the Minnesota Duluths, the St. Cloud States, the the Northeast teams. Um, the Big Ten is not at that level yet for college hockey. So, so, so to be number 10 in the country, they get that because of the Big Ten wins that they pick up. And, yes, it's nice to pick up a, a ranked win over Penn State and a ranked win over UMass Lowell and one over Michigan and you split and whatnot, and you, you, you don't get boat raced in the second game against Minnesota. But – they're not competing for a national title at 10 in the country. Hockey's just not that way. Yeah, but if you make the tournament, I mean, I've played on some really good hockey teams. I've played on some teams that were very average. Um, if you get, it's like basketball. If you get hot from deep, you're going to win a little. If you can shoot, you're going to make a lot of games. If you every get goal a, is worth one in hockey. Yeah, but if you get in a groove, it is really I mean, that hard goes, to that knock mean, that train you, off you, the tracks. Yeah. Hockey, hockey, is, hockey is not hockey the, is the lone the, sport that's like every sport. No, that's like what that, I'm saying. You know? right? Like every sport. So if Michigan State can get hot on their road stretch going in. I guess, but, the, but that's my point. And is get the, into is the then tournament. At, at, because but that's my point. Is then at that point for them to compete for a national title, we're asking them to do something they haven't done this year and to get lucky. So like they're not actually competing for a national so, title at their core. At the raw that this Michigan State series, team is, it'll be they're series. good. They're, 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 they're in the top 15 in the country. They're one of the best 15 teams. They're not competing for a national title. No. Next two or three years, 100%. But, I mean, if, if they if they make the tournament, if they get out of the first round of the tournament, but, I think at that point you're com- you're competing because not everybody, there's not 100 teams that get in. There's, what, 16? 16, 16 teams. So, I mean, if, I you guess, make it, if you make it to the eight best teams in the country – you're you're not you might not be competing but for a national like, championship, but you're knocking on that. But door. that's like saying when when uh, the parallel doesn't exactly work because Oral Roberts is much lower ranked than Michigan State will be in the tournament. But that's like saying Oral Roberts makes it to the Sweet Sixteen and they're competing for a national title. Like they they're theoretically they are, but they're really not. When you it, know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. And if they can get to the tournament, get through that first weekend, though, I'm not saying they're there, but. I do think they're. I mean, anything can happen. That's why at I that said eighty percent. Yeah, anything can happen because I do yeah, think but, this is a tournament team, and if they're knocking on that door, and then once you bring in talent from the portal, from prospects, it's just going right. to go well, so would, much higher. And you would you know would know playing growing up that going out there and in a one game situation, especially in hockey, like I, there isn't. I mean, I know March Madness is its own thing where there are upsets, but truly, and states already proven against a team like Minnesota. 
they can be on the same ice and get I I don't know. I think if they get to the tournament, they have every right to believe they can go out and compete and win a game or even two because they've proven it because the Big Ten is that talented this year. And I know they're not national title contenders. I to sit here and say that I thought I wondered if they were going to win a single conference game this year. They have a, they're going to make if they make the tournament. I don't know how. Yeah, I can't you got you got to go back and look right. at the expectations right. so, and, and be grateful for what we've been given. But with that being said. Back is competing for a national title. They've won one. Is it though? Because it's been what fifteen years since they won one. Like I mean, yes, that's what this uh, program can get back to. But I mean, they're right on the doorstep at this point, and we already know what's coming. But it was a pretty quick decline after winning the national championship before they became a puddle program. It was. It, it was, was like a five year. Well, I mean, uh, they won it five in years 08. is not a lot. They won it in 08, 08. And, and their then, last appearance was in twelve. Yeah, and that the last time they were like close and was good, I think was fourteen, thirteen, right. fourteen. I mean, so yeah. Shout out Tom and Astis for like completely dragging this program into the mud. But regardless, also just a very rude human being. I'm gonna care, use my <laughs> words uh, carefully, but yeah, quite a a, a bag of D, if you would. Um, because that guy, not a fan, not well, a fan on, as a personal. So let's note, change the topic. We're going to get I off got. hockey before Sloat gets in trouble. <laughs> Move back over to the NFL. We had to give our flowers to Michigan State Hockey, talk about them real quick. But we have to get to the pick'em. We absolutely have to. Um, and before we get to week nine of our picks, um, Matt Merrifield, you disgust me. I don't like you. You're annoying, and I'm ready to kick you off the show. Um, this dude is 30 games above 500 <laughs> in the pick that We've picked over 100 games. He's 67 and 37. And, and just for reference, he's 30 games above 500. I am four, and Brendan is... I'm 53 and 51. You're 54 and 50. Liam, in, uh. in less than eight weeks, is 33 and 44. He needs a big week here to uh, end his career on the Green and White Report on a good note. Um, but with that being said, we got we got to balance these scales out a little bit. Um, uh, I, I'm going to be the, the judge today and, and put my finger on this left scale over here that's sitting uh, much higher than the one on the right side, which contains us three. Uh, Matt's going to pick first today, and, and we're going to get – um, the advantage uh, in some of the picks because we get to hear his wise wisdom um, and then we can just uh, hopefully try to go from there. Um, he said his his strategy is to pick the opposite of what we pick, so now he has to make the decision first and we can go we can go from that. We can all just follow him for the rest of the well, year. We won't make right. any ground. We won't make any progress. At least but, we can be like, oh, I went 10-2 and two last right. week. Like Matt does oh, every oh, week. I only had one loss. Yeah, so for those that are wondering, here are the last, let's look at it, five weeks for Matt Merrifield. Um, eight and five, 10 and two, 11 and one, and back to back weeks of nine and four. Um, definitely not happening this week. Absolutely no way. Matt, Vikings at Lions. Lions favored by one and a half. Kirk Cousins at 1 p.m. You gave us your idea in the segment. One, one pride. Give it to me. One, There's the one, Lions. Trent Valley, I scared the ever living crap out of me last night. But one pride, they're winning today. Slowick. Yeah, he did the same to me, and I'm also rolling with the Lions. <laughs> Liam? Lions, obviously. Duh, that's, yeah. that's the easiest pick of the Lions day. Lions all yeah. the way around. We did that last week, and it, uh, it paid off pretty well. Uh, next game, Jets going out to Buffalo. They have cleared the snow. Uh, minus 10. J. 
E T S Jets 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 all day. That is a lot of points. Uh, Way yeah. too many. I'm gonna agree with you guys. Jets for sure in this one. That's that's Mike White gonna slang it. Ten points in December. Hey, I don't know hey, about that. I'm oh, sorry, Liam. My voice cracks so hey, bad. Hey, hey. <laughs> Liam's got the Bills. That's I'm a assuming. sign of good things to come in this game. Uh, I'm taking the Bills because I just I still think Mike White is Mike White, and he's gonna Mike he's White gonna Mike out, White. He's gonna figure out that he is Mike White. The Jets White have a lot enough. of problems right now, though. That's yeah. for sure. But they got soft, like so winning that's games. Cool. That's their problem. Is they keep winning games <laughs> yeah. and uh, covering. You mean? But. Um, Browns at Bengals. Never going to bet on the Browns. We don't like Deshaun Watson. Ugh, he's gross. Uh, Matt Merrifield. I'm going to take the Bengals. Who do you want, though? Uh, Bengals minus five and I a half. I want half. the Browns. Okay, that's gross. Uh, I'm going to throw out some analysis really no, quick. Don't say Liam. the stat. I know what you're about to say. Don't jo- say it. Joe Burrow don't say it. never has beaten the, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I, I, if, and it's going to change if, if today? If that changes today, because you said that stat on air, and, I'll lose and, it. And it's going to change today. Let's go. I'm taking the Bengals. You know what? Bengals you. minus five the, the, and a half. The reverse jinx isn't going to work. I'm not going to let hey, it work. It works not, 60% of the time, time. It works every time. Okay, Rob Burgundy. Uh, I'm going to take the Browns because Matt did, and I just want to, I want to have a better record than my last week. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this one is really interesting. Um, I it's the biggest line I think we've had this year. I've never oh seen an NFL line this big. Yeah. Uh, I I I kind of want to take it though. Texans uh, at the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys are favored by seventeen. Holy jumping! Uh, I'm gonna this. We we got to start with Matt first, but boy, seventeen. What are you doing with that there, buddy? Davis Mills is back under. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Oh no! Oh god! Um, I'm gonna take the Texans. I, somebody will lose by more than 17 points today, but it won't. But it be, won't be, the, be Texans. the Texans, right? It'll be Minnesota. I don't. Lovey Smith shouldn't be a head yeah, coach. Yeah, I can't. I can't get. I can't do 17, especially for the Cowboys. I don't like them enough, and I don't trust them enough. Uh, I'm gonna take the Texans to cover this. They're gonna lose by 16 or 15. But um, does anybody know what? When the Texans play last week, did they play on Thursday last week against Cleveland? I don't believe so. No, That's that so was that was a Sunday game. Primetime last against week against the Browns. Bill, Bills and Patriots were on, were on Thursday last week. That was a Sunday game against the Browns. Deshaun Watson got to oh, come yeah. back against his former got, team and got, see all his old massage therapists and got booed um, and played terribly despite the win. I'm gonna have, Texans or Cowboys? I gotta go Texans. Okay. There's there's just way too many numbers. Way too many, too many numbers. Too many numbers gonna, for a journey major. I'm gonna go Dallas because it's fun that they're 17 point <laughs> that, favorites, and also shout out Mason for um, impact employee. He uh, we we spoke about his Dallas fandom and how he has to really uh, a Dallas fan. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we had a good conversation about that uh, Friday evening. So shout out to him. That's why I'm making this pick, and because I want to root for a team to win by. A lot of points. <laughs> okay. You could just touch. root for the Lions to win by a lot, you know, instead of I mean, the yeah, Cowboys. We'll do that, too. <laughs> uh, Jags at Titans. Titans favored by three and a half. Um, that's a decent line. Matt, where are you going? Uh, I hate both these teams. 
Yeah, I mean they're, they're your division I'll rivals. Start. I'm going. I'm going. What Titans. are you doing? We gotta I, I, balance I was, I, the scales I, here. I, I was going. You know, this I was is, this take is the what Slowick does. He he jumps the gun and he then he complains. It, right. And then he complains about going first, right. but he doesn't give it. He's the reason he's going. I first. I didn't even hear who you said. Yeah, oh, I'm going Titans. I'm okay. going Titans as well. Okay, so is Matt. That means I have to go Jags here. I gotta. I, at this point, I'm playing the numbers, playing the the, the standings. I need some help. Uh, give me the Jags. Give me the Titans. I think the Jags are really bad. Oh God! Now I'm embarrassed. I feel like people are like. <laughs> you should be. Derrick people... Henry runs for like 200 he plus every single Trevor time. Trevor Lawrence he plays revenge the game. He had a terrible week last week because the Lions like, ate him up. Turn around, hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. Game over. <laughs> uh, Eagles minus seven and a half at Giants. Matt, give me the G. That's seven and a half in New York. Am I missing something? Like, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. A division opponent. The, the Eagles the Giants, are bad. The, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. They're so much worse than their I record. Agree, says. Stop it. They're they're still a good football. Danny Dimes, team. Saquon yeah, Barkley. They're all right, and that, they're really hurt. Because that would mean that they'd be thirteen and a half point underdogs in Philly, and that's ridiculous. Yeah, and the, the the Eagles. 13. I thought I mean, it was three points. It's a th- well, it's three points to neutral, and then so it's a six point swing. Oh, I got you. So you read it. So I. I I think the Giants definitely cover. I don't know if they win. I will say the Eagles are due for another loss. They're the best team in the NFL, but um, I don't think they're going to finish this season with one loss. They're, they're, they're going to lose someone in here. It's probably going to be a division opponent. It's going to be one of these teams, the Giants or the Commanders, fighting for a playoff spot, and it's going to change the course of the playoffs and whatnot. I at least take the Giants to cover. I don't know that they win this, but 7.5 in December uh, at home? No way. Eagles by 20. Crazy. I'm also taking the Eagles. I don't, I, I, those, I don't, I don't like the Giants. I, think I, don't, think I don't think they're good. I, Daniel they, Jones they, 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 is they prob- a mobile Kirk Cousins. At what point? But, but, <laughs> but, but like we've got five games left. Kirk Cousins is mobile. Oh, right. Like at what point does it feel like teams don't have to prove themselves anymore? When, like, We're 13 weeks into the season. That's what I mean. Like, Fourteen weeks. I have no idea. This I'm using is, my this, eyes and I watch them, and they look—they're not a good. Like they're they're and, fine. And, and you are correct, but the seven and a half points at home is I, why ridiculous. am I trusting? Dan- I'm not trusting Daniel Jones. They're, if they if they probably will sneak into the playoffs, and they're going to get blown out in the first round of the playoffs so. by the Lions. Okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> the Lamar Jacksonless Ravens at the Steelers. We're making our picks here on WDBM East Lansing, the Green and White Report. Steelers favored by a point and a half at home. Um, without Lamar, can Baltimore do it? Matt, that's a the guru. Seeing the Steelers favored is so, so strange. Gross. Yeah, so I gross. was I, I was just, typing it out and I was ready to just put the parenthesis next to Baltimore and I, I couldn't. I, my roommate is a huge Steelers fan for whatever he is. Got root against. He's got him. a Ben Roethlisberger and Kenny Pickett jersey hanging. Got a root his against desk. the Steelers. I hate staring at it every day. Yeah, Go, the Ravens are going to win. Ravens flock. Yeah, I think I think Tyler Huntley is like a baby Lamar. Um like he does everything a little bit worse than Lamar and that's why he's a great backup quarterback. Didn't um, they used to have um the dude from Penn State as their backup? Trace McSorley. Trace McSorley. Oh, are we going to play that song this week? Throw it on. Yeah. Um <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. Shout out Trace I got the Ra- I got the Ravens as well. Guys, Liam for the sweep. Am I the only one that watched Tyler Huntley barely beat the Broncos? How you mean, bad? You mean win, right? It's the, the Broncos. Nathaniel the Steelers are the worst. Coach I've Steelers. Ever seen. It's the Steelers. I don't know. Uh, I'm taking the Steelers. This is easy. One Tyler H- Tyler Huntley can't like Raiders. Tyler coaches. Huntley didn't I look can't like an wait NFL to replay this audio when Do that it. game ends at four care. o'clock. Do it. Uh, Chiefs minus nine at Broncos. Um, nine point favorites on the road. I mean, the Broncos stink, but. I said last week I was correct that the Broncos would cover. 
They, well, and the Chiefs lost I, last week, I, too. I said that at some point, Russ will cook. He did not cook last week. <laughs> no, he did the opposite. He's, he's got to cook he at said, some he's he's going to Give me he the said, Broncos plus nine. Are they going to win? The no. kitchen on fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, again, in division, December, Chiefs coming off a like, loss. Like no a, way. Like they, a, no way they win this by cooks 10. like Charlie Brown on Thanksgiving. Not God. It's he, edible, but it's not uh, good. Not, yeah, not great. I don't know. I'm not... I'll never. I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm not putting my money in in the hands of the dangerous sandwich. Um, you so, stole that from me. I was gonna use my weekly. I was gonna bring that up as, as I do every week. I'm taking whatever. the Chiefs. I'm sorry, Liam. Well, Liam, you're taking the Broncos because of the dangerous sandwich. Go, <laughs> with the ingredients, three, two, one, go. Uh, foot long on Italian herbs and cheese, black forest ham, salami, pepperoni, um, oh provolone <laughs> cheese, toasted, and then lettuce, tomato. Uh, green peppers, banana peppers, mayo, and mustard. Again, that's not on the menu. <laughs> but, but he substitutes mayo more. and mustard for oil and vinegar, correct? I do, but that's yes. not what the sandwich calls Buccaneers for. Buccaneers at 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers, everybody's latest and greatest favorite team in the NFL because they're the best team in the NFL. Uh, minus three and a half. Um, yeah, against against the, the aging and dwindling Tom Brady. Brady playing against his future team. What? Ooh, I like that take. We're um, still talking about where Tom Brady's Tom going. Brady. He's ring chasing this. Oh this my point. god! Let's see. The Buccaneers played on Monday Night I Football. Think the Niners did not play on Monday Night Football. I don't know when. I think they played Sunday afternoon last week. I believe. So give me the Niners. They're the better team. Bucks suck. Uh, yeah, I'm totally gonna agree with you there. The Niners yeah. are gonna blow Add out to that Tom list. tonight. Whoa. I'll, I'll take the Bucks for fun. <laughs> yeah, hey, all right. I mean, Brock Purdy. I know the Niners are. Brock, oh, Brock are Purdy, so, so much, in. Yeah, they're a much Go better Cyclones. team. But are we trusting Brock? Was he Mr. Irrelevant or no? Yes, am he was, I he, misremembering that? Mm-hmm. No, he was. Awesome. Never forget when he <laughs> stayed at Iowa State to like win a Big Twelve championship, and then they went six and six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Panthers at Seahawks. The the Hawks and Gunsling and Geno are favored by four. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and jump the gun here instead of Matt taking the reins. We need some good. We need some good juju for the Lions. We need. We need the Lions to get some help. Give me the Panthers. They not only cover the four, they're gonna win this game. Who's even starting for the Panthers? Is it, Sam doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Sam Darnold. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's, that's the. That's Gross. the hypocrisy in the NFL. It's gonna. Uh, it's gonna be crazy. I. I also hope that the Seahawks lose at some point to help the Lions, but I don't see it happening. Not today. Not today. Uh, give me K-9 and the Seahawks. Is K-9 good to go is I, the only question. I don't remember, but Ooh, he did hurt. I need to check my fantasy. The, the, the Seahawks have lots of games they're going to lose coming up. They play the Niners next week, That's the a Chiefs loss. after that loss. on the road, and they play the Jets. Yeah, see? So, and, and then the they Jets, play the Rams. Yeah, like how you threw that in there. Like, I mean, um, Kenneth Walker K-9, K-9 is doubtful. Today. Is he officially out? Yes. Doubtful is just According a step to, below if questionable. If if he's, if he's doubtful, he's if he does play, he'll be on a snap count. So more than likely, doesn't so, look like he's. he's looks, you go. know, you know what I'm hearing is um, good news for the Panthers. No, uh, no, because they me still have. I would still take Geno Smith over any quarterback in the room, and both of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf over anybody in the wide receiver room for. Like literally anybody, I I'm would. I'm telling you, have. man. I'm telling you, the Lions. The, defense, the Lions need one, and they're going to get it in the most unexpected place. It's going to be from that beautiful Carolina blue. That's just please a Nathan shade Stearns. away from Honolulu. I want to hear Nathan Stern screaming yes. across East Lansing right. this afternoon. All right, Liam. I have two things. First, I'm going to flip my phone because I haven't done that in a while to pick this game. So 
uh, top up is Panthers, down is Seahawks. All right, Panthers. And second, my mom texted me a good question. <laughs> That's that I. <laughs> she, she asked what the average point differential in an NFL game is. Shout out to my mom. That is a good question. Did, and did I don't you? know. I was, like, I was asking you, you guys. You didn't want to type on like your laptop in front of producer you. Matt Merrifield can probably find it out. Uh, give me like I got you. Average. We'll uh, we'll move on to the next game, which is Dolphins at Chargers. The Dolphins on the road, favored by three points against the Bolts. Matt, what do you want? Um, hmm. I think the Chargers are so fraudulent. Other than Justin Herbert, uh, give me the Dolphins. So the Chargers are, and the Giants aren't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, just getting that <laughs> figured out. The difference is that if you put Justin Herbert on the Giants, that would be the might be one of the best teams in the NFC. If you put okay. Danny Dimes, I, I, you put I Danny Dimes on the Chargers. I was just, I was just sorting that out. Like last in the AFC. Okay. So just um, for reference. So you want the? Or, I wonder if the Dolphins just stayed in Cali or they flew back and forth because they were there last week too. You right? know what I found out. The Buffalo Bills, when they came to play at Ford Field mm-hmm. on Sunday against the Browns, yeah. and then were playing the Lions four days later on Thursday for Thanksgiving, went home and flew back. Yeah, that's Isn't so that weird. Crazy. That's so dumb to me. I should have went to. I had a whole argument with Windsor. my roommate about it, and he had a terrible went take. To Windsor. Yeah, to no one would have bothered take. him. Like no one knows football. What? It's Canada. He was like, he, he, he was like, no, you want to sleep in your own bed, and you want to go and have that day of. I'm like, you, you leave Sunday after the game, you land. Late Sunday night or early Monday morning, and then you've got practice Monday, and then practice Tuesday, and then you get back on a flight to be back in Detroit on Wednesday. Like what? Enjoy the Who wants to do all Detroit? that. Yeah, like, take them to yeah. Lafayette. Show them campus Sweet water. Right. Yeah. Sweet water. There's less snow than Buffalo, at least. Stefan Diggs is familiar with the city. Is he? And he travels with the football team. He's like, oh, no, no, you want to travel. You, you want to get home and sleep in your own bed. I was like, all right, buddy. What do you know? <laughs> You're, he's, like, he's like, after that long day, yeah, you want, you want to go home. I'm like, yo, because you were playing in the game? You, 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 you really understand how those guys are feeling yeah, <laughs> after I, an NFL game where they want to sleep? On the Dolphins' charges, though, I'm, just, I'm worried about the jet lag of flying from Miami to San Fran and then to Miami and then to L.A., um, I bet they did go home. That's what, yeah. I mean, it was a full seven days, but yeah, they totally did. That is a really. They should just went to Vegas and partied instead of practice. But now that you've had experience with going over the West Coast, you're concerned with the Dolphins. Yeah, because that's it is very difficult. Um, But I think they're used to it. They have a lot of. uh, It has no meaning, but they have a lot of guys from Hawaii on the Dolphins, so that's their their normal. I mean, Tua. Do they frequently go home? During the season, I'm not during the season, but yeah, you know, they'd be out there. Um, Give me the Dolphins. So after all of that, okay. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to find I a reason. Forgot about what game we were talking about. Right. What, what I was game try- are we talking about? I'm gonna take. Was, the, I'm gonna take the charges in this one just because. I was trying to find a reason to pick the Dolphins, but you you were giving points for the Chargers because the Dolphins have all the jet lag. Yep. And then you picked the Dolphins <laughs> because of the Hawaiians. Correct. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go with Miami as well. I think. Um, Matt, did you take the Chargers? Well, there's I a, took the Dolphins. Oh, oh that's, that's, that's my uh, mistake. Oh, I put Chargers col- on the sheet. Collusion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, collusion. Did I we figure just, out what the I could just change it later. None of you guys would know. I've, no, there, there is, there's not a good answer for it. I looked it up. They, they, they give it per team, but not for the whole league. Sorry, Why? sorry Miss Jackson. Oh, I guess I'm going to. I am for real. <laughs> Whoa, well, I don't think we're going to do that. I feel like that's something that people should figure out. I might do that. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna uh, go through every NFL game and figure out what the average point differential is. Do it uh, all time. The, the most common. Why not? The oh god, I don't. I don't remember statistics. Um, uh, three. Three is the it's the three point game is the most common differential. 
three, said, then seven, and then six. My guess was a touchdown difference, but uh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. What would that be? Would that not the median? Would that be the mode? Oh, Stop <laughs> it. Oh, don't bring We're those all terms, journalists, so I don't know why you're bringing up math things. That would be the mode, if you were wondering. Uh, Patriots minus one and a half at the Cardinals to round things out on Monday night. Why are the the primetime games so bad? I know, but at least this one's like supposed, it's supposed to be close. I mean, the Thursday night game, I, I think that line was bigger, and Baker Mayfield did the damn thing. Um, I just Is it just me, like... When that ball got downed at the two with no timeouts and a minute 48 left, I was like, they're going to win this game. Mac Collins just hitting the gritty on top of the ball. It only makes sense that when the Lions need the Rams to lose, now it doesn't matter as much because it's draft position, but when the Lions need the Rams to lose and Baker Mayfield knows three plays of this offense and has to go the 98 yards with no timeouts in under two minutes, they're going to win. They're just going to. Of course they are. Of course they are. What Baker did on Thursday was same old Lions. That really was. I honestly. mean, like to be fair, how does yeah. McDaniel's have a job? That's a great question. He <laughs> lost to Jeff Saturday. Dude, I, I, have I, money. Dude his I, face through that whole drive was so funny. They kept showing him like all the penalties that they got that kept the drive alive. That was hilarious. I aspire to have job security like like uh, like McDaniel's has at some point in my life because that is ridiculous that he's still on the sidelines there. Yeah, I think it's because they don't have enough money to fire him, right? That's what Schefter like, said. I don't think they have enough they're money to pay him out. To pay his yeah. contract. Yeah. But yeah. they're going to pay it anyways, eventually. They should like, try to trade him to the there. CFL. <laughs> trade him to the CFL. Could you uh, imagine that would be quite the trade, a coach to the CFL? So uh, with this Patriots one and a half at the Cardinals, this is probably another bad primetime game. Does that mean the Patriots blow out the Cardinals? Uh, not sure, Matt. Patriots were on Thursday Night Football last <laughs> week. Oh, oh, yeah, so that's, there's your answer. I be, but I believe the Cardinals were on a bye. The Cardinals were on a Oh, that's even more rest. <laughs> yeah, Thursday know. night the versus a bye? What are you going to do? On a Monday no. night. <laughs> I don't think D-Hop played last Yeah, they were the on the bye. Day. Wow. That is... Yeah, but it's Cliff Kingsbury. Let's get him out. out. Buzzer <laughs> on Cliff Kingsbury. You were so in on the Cardinals in the beginning so of the in, year. because I thought there's no way he can suck. Matt Patricia's And guess what? He did. So I'm Cliff Kingsbury could be shot off the face of the earth. Well, this is the best NFL coach. Matt Patricia versus Cliff Kingsbury calling the offense This is the best NFL... The Patriots will... Put on a master class. I'm just- this is the best NFL coach of all time against the current best coach in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to take the young to beat the old. Give me the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't pass. Pass the push on push. one and a half. Push on one. And a half. No, I don't know. I I, I don't like Kyler. They're going to kick a field goal I, and the ball is just going to rest on the upright. I've made it's not it, going to go in or I've out. I've made my displeasure for Kyler Murray very clear. Um, shout out Mike Merrifield. He supported it. Um, but I hate the Patriots. I've always hated them. If it was Zappy Hour, however, well, I might be in. He's at least on the roster. Hour. I mean, you could. Yeah. There you go. Mac Attack. I don't like Mac That's Jones. That's a great rap. Mac Jones. Mac unnamed establishment. Brennan, what do you type? Yeah, you just continue typing whatever you're typing. I don't care what it is. Okay, we're gonna okay I'm going with the Cardinals. Give you that. <laughs> Should have flipped your phone. I, I had a Mac yeah. attack last night, yeah, which is why flipped. I'm going with the Patriots. All right, that's a good enough reason for me to take the Patriots. <laughs> okay. Like I can be, I can be swayed so easily either way right now with go. this. Liam, like, uh, this is a game I probably uh, won't watch unless I have absolutely nothing else going on, um, and I'm just going to take the Cardinals because I just I can't I can't do it with Matt Patricia. I do not trust Matt Patricia, um, and. This is, this is one of the weirdest Monday night games that I can remember, so I'm just going to take the Cardinals. I'm going to find something else to watch while this game's going There's on. There's got to be a better 
There's, There's got to be, be better. Like, the there, wings, the there Pistons, has to be like some bad movie, or you know, maybe some Japanese baseball. I don't know anything uh, instead of this. The bowling um, on ESPN, the Ocho. Well, that's the final pickem of his impact career for Liam Jackson. We we sincerely, I mean, I'm being serious, dude. You need you need some help this week. So uh, yeah. hopefully, I don't think I can. I don't think I can. <laughs> you can't do anything in the standings, but you can. Thirty games. You can over go 500. out. You can go out with a little bit of dignity. That's um, the best record I've seen in any pickem in any podcast that impact. ever. It ever. has to. It any sport, any sixty-seven and thirty-seven. And it's not like picking money line either, where you're like, "Oh, the Bills yeah. are going to win when they're favored even, by seven. Even for the games that Matt and I picked the same today, I hope he goes zero and ten or eleven, however many games there are this week. Um, we'll find out next week, next Sunday. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the Green and White Report. When we come back, we've got some college basketball for you here on WDBM. Back here on the Green and White Report, WDBM East Lansing. Thank you so much for joining us. It is a lovely Sunday afternoon now as we are past the 12 o'clock hour, and that means the conversation has shifted towards the hardwood and the basketball court. Uh, Michigan State men's basketball beat Brown yesterday. Sadly enough for me, for those that didn't get to tune into that game, my best friend from high school, Daniel Friday, plays for Brown. Pretty surreal moment to... uh, Get to call his game. I got my start in broadcasting, calling his games in high school. Um, he even played on the Breslin Center floor uh, his senior season, my senior year, when they played in the state semis and state championship after sadly losing on a buzzer beater to Imani Bates. Um, we're not going to talk about it. but So it was cool to call his game again. Michigan State picked up a big win as well. They needed that um, to kind of pick up two in a row and, and right the ship before this break that they get. Um but with the Michigan State men's game yesterday, and we'll talk more about MSU basketball at the end of the segment, um, a lot of other college basketball games went on, and a lot of other teams lost, and a lot of those teams were favorites heading into those games. This is an interesting development we're seeing in college basketball right now. Being ranked is not a good thing. I, If I was Michigan State, I wouldn't want to be ranked right now. If I was any coach, get that number away from my damn name because that means we're going to lose. Um, it's been so much fun, and the mediocrity in college basketball, and, and, and mediocrity may not be the right word, but it's the fact that nobody's dominating. Parody? Uh, yeah, the parody, I should say. Um, is going to bode well for March. That's going to make it so hard to pick the brackets, and it's going to make it that much better when I get a perfect one. Um, and it's going to be really fun. Right now, yeah, good luck with that. out of the AP Top 25, there are four unbeatens, Virginia, Purdue, who was barely unbeaten, they should have lost to Nebraska yesterday and pulled away by three in overtime. And UConn is eleven and zero. UConn might as well be the best team in the country. And Mississippi State's floating around there. They haven't played anybody, but they're eight and zero as well. Mississippi State got rid of Rocket Watts and became dominant. Yeah, Rocket Watts coming back to East Lansing very soon, December twenty first here on WDBM seven p.m. against Michigan State. Um, but those are the, those are the only shameless one. Uh, the only unbeatens in college basketball right now. Here is the list, and we're going to go through it quickly because we don't have 75 years to talk about it, of ranked teams that have lost to either an unranked or to a lower-ranked team this year. <clears throat> Here goes. Villanova, Oregon, Tennessee, TCU, Kentucky, 
Dayton, Gonzaga twice, Michigan, Texas A&M, Baylor twice, UCLA, Arkansas, Texas Tech, Michigan State three times, North Carolina three times, Kansas, Alabama, Iowa, Duke, Arizona, Illinois twice, Indiana, Creighton twice, Texas, Maryland, Iowa State, Houston, San Diego State, and Auburn. I don't know what the hell is happening in college basketball right now, but I love it and I want more. This is so much fun. Um, whoever's number one next is is they're going to lose their next game. It's just the way it goes. And, and Liam, I know you're a big basketball guy. Are you loving this as much as I am because I'm having a blast? Yeah, and I'm I'm curious. Did you go through and make this list yourself, or was this a list that you? No, I made it myself. Oh. The the advantage of the ESPN scoreboard in the past dates is that they keep whatever the ranking was at mm-hmm. that time. Uh, so it made it really easy. And Brendan has Did this it- thing called. Shabakatology. Shabakatology. The calendar does the calendar does help too. Did you it is insane. Did it hurt you to peel your eyes away from Ken Palm and go to ESPN? Yeah, Ken Palm doesn't do great with the AP rankings. They they do their own, which is better ranking. I did just um You subscribed? Yeah. Oh, the subscription is great. The line I didn't know you could look at all the lineups. That's been really fun for me to see like what players are playing, what position, that how many Minutes a game. I mean, if you're interested in college basketball, you should really check out Ken Palm because it's a fantastic no free site ads and and, and uh, well, it's a website, but um, no free ads. <laughs> and, and, and there's for for all the nerds who like the numbers, uh, there's a lot of really good stuff on there. Like for example, I got to take a look at Brown's sheet on Ken Palm, and they the, the, I love the way they do it with the red and green because mm-hmm. green is obviously good, red is bad, and it's shaded so like the brighter green is better, the darker red is worse. Um, and I saw free throw percentage, and it was beat red for Brown. They were, and then there's a number next to it where they rank in Division One out of 363 Division One teams. Do you want to guess where Brown ranked in free throw percentage before yesterday? 362 Ooh. out of 363 at 55.8 percent. We need to know. I think it was like Stony Brook or Mount Saint Marys or something. I don't remember. Tough Incarnate Tough. Word at like 55.6 percent. That's crazy. I know. Fifty five point eight percent from the line, dude. That's I was I, I was giving Dan some the, crap because that's bad. Matt oh, hit so a free throw. A free throw I, I, did, at I, went, yesterday. I went one for three Matt, from the line yesterday at the Breslin. Um, so you're not better than Brown, no, but no, considering they're a Division no, One college but, basketball team, and you're but, not. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I cover the women's team here at Michigan State, and uh, they're shooting like sixty percent from the line oh, right that's now. So bad, dude. I have this <laughs> take. I have this take about free throws. Um, I was always a decent free throw shooter. Here's my thing. Hit them. You should realistically, like like when you think about it, if, if you boil it down to the simplest terms, it sounds harsh, it sounds cruel, it sounds way out there. Realistically, you should never miss a free throw. You should simply never miss because it is the most repeatable thing you can do in sports. It is the same spot. The rim is the same height. The conditions in the gym are always the same. You can have the same routine. You shoot it from the exact same spot every single time. Keep your routine, shoot it, make it. You never like like there are some jump shots you take. You know, you're fading away or whatever, you're Hand contested. In the face, you're yeah. like, oh, this is probably not going in, but I have to shoot it. There is never a free throw that you shoot where you go, this is probably not going in. You're like, oh, I'm gonna make this. And then obviously sometimes you don't. It doesn't always work out like that. But realistically, you should never miss a free throw. If there is one thing in basketball that you can practice perfectly, and the fact that it's the most repeatable to the in-game scenario. It's free throws. So just make them. Like, I don't understand, like, like this idea that big men are always bad at free throws and, you know, the, you know, the teams are bad at, at free throws. Michigan State, by the way, shouldn't 
the lights out from the charity stripe right now. But if you're a big man, how are you bad at free throws? Spend an hour and just stand at the line and shoot. Can I say uh I'm by no means a big man, obviously, but uh, so I like. But if you scale it down, I shoot a lot of mini basketball. I have a mini basketball hoop that I shoot, and it's, it's good for touch. similar. You probably got a good floater. Oh, it's great, and it's it's similar to being a big man in actual basketball because the ball feels small in your hand. You're closer to because the rim. it's mini and you're and regular I, sized human. And Liam yeah. can dunk, and I don't get it. Doesn't like the angle. People always say like the angle's different because they're shooting straight at it, or like it seems like they're shooting like straight at it. I, it doesn't. At least this is probably a really stupid comparison, but like it doesn't seem any. <laughs> the harder. ratio of mini basketball to yeah. you is not the same as big men He's to like, real yeah, life. Pretty but... much like you just shrink down them and put the mini basketball in yeah, our kitchen, like, I, and it's I the feel same like thing. It's scalable because it's it is the same to idea. some degree, but it's vastly different as well. I also did kind of just want to get it. Uh, get it out in the public before I leave that I'm a great mini basketball player. And I did want to talk about would, that on that. I, I would like to note that I physically can't play mini basketball in your kitchen, Liam. Yeah, didn't I, you, I were you and AJ tall. playing mini basketball at the party on no, Friday? No, they didn't let me. Sir oh. They were playing horse, and I was. <laughs> I, I showed up too late. They they only had one letter, and I, they, apparently that's too late in the game to join. Right. Shout out AJ Evans, the sports editorial yeah. assistant here at uh, WDBM. Oh, man, uh, what, what do you mean you're too tall? I, or what do you mean you can't play? I'm physically too tall to shoot in your kitchen. That's not I a tried, thing. It's mini basketball. I tried taking multiple jump shots don't on jump shoot. Friday you're, night. You, like, no, not use your height. Shot, but like, shoot it like a normal human <laughs> no, being. No, no, just go dunk the ball. I think Matt would have to reach down. Matt said, let me shoot, coach. I'm a stretch four, okay? Well, not really if you saw me shoot at the Breslin yesterday. but Barry Sanders back Back to the college basketball. Going through this list, there are a few teams that stand out. Um, I I mean, like none of these teams are surprises that they've lost, and none of the undefeateds are a surprise other than Mississippi State. I think Virginia is a little bit. Purdue and UConn, um, I think those two teams are great. I talked about it on this show. These airwaves. Zach Eady might be the best player in college basketball. I um, said he has the biggest head in college basketball. And, and that's he's true. also got the biggest uh, stats. So, <laughs> yeah, huge dome. Uh, he might average a triple double. He, he he could if he really wanted to. No, he couldn't. Uh, Liam doesn't like that, but he if he wanted to, you sacrifice. You don't think he? Of, does, you don't think he wants the, to? Of the no no no. You think no, he's like oh, I'm cool? Listen, not putting no, up. there's a different way. To, he's gonna he's gonna average a double double in points and rebounds. Obviously, he's gonna average 25 points this year. You don't think he could sacrifice six points to get three more assists? Like he's he's averaging five assists right now. He could get four or five more by no, sacrificing a couple buckets with how with how they shoot the ball. If that was and their guards, goal, so he's going to get double teamed. If that was his only goal, then maybe, there is but. an avenue brighter than most college basketball players for a, th- a triple double for Zach Eady. Would you agree? Sure. I mean, to he's get the best one or to average. One? I agree with that. What to get one or to average one? to average one. I Dude, mean, I agree if he, with that. That, but that still doesn't mean that it's likely or that it's going to happen. I'm just saying. How many triple doubles does he have in his career? Just probably zero. Exactly. That's, <laughs> we did talk about this after the Northwestern game. We were walking back to my car. Um, you he think, could he could get a quadruple double. I, I agree with that. Edie, with blocks, I mean blocks. Yeah, assists, yeah. yeah. I mean, he could have one game. I mean, that's a lot to do. He could get a quintuple. It's going to happen against Michigan State, too. like at Mackey, probably. Like Russell Westbrook. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, anybody can get a. If we're doing that, then okay, yeah, a quintuple. I mean, if you got if you got four, you might as well throw the ball in the sands ten times and then be like, yeah, I had ten turnovers too. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if that's what you want to do, but <laughs> why not? But the, some of the other teams that are kind of a surprise, uh, I didn't even realize it until I was making the list that Michigan State lost to 
uh, an unranked or lower ranked team three times already this season of their four losses. I, uh, Notre Dame, Northwestern, well, Bama. It's, it's all their losses that aren't um, Gonzaga, Gonzaga because yeah. they have four. So, yeah. Um, good uh, good the Bama, the, Bama, <laughs> the Bama one doesn't exactly count, I, in my opinion, because like we knew that Bama team was already bit. I was surprised Michigan State got as high as 12 before the PKI. Um, and we, I, th- I kind of knew that Bama team was better. I thought they could have won that game with Malik Hall. They still probably do if they have Malik Hall. But um, North Carolina three times. Whoa. Three times in a row, I think. Yeah. It was it was the two in the PKI where they lost to Bama and Iowa State. Yes, so, yeah. it was Iowa State. And then they lost to Virginia Tech um, when they came back home. So crazy for them. Creighton has lost twice in a row. Well, four games in a row, two times in a row to a lower-ranked team, which is a bit of a surprise there. I thought Creighton was going to be a national cha- I mean, it's, it's they still, still anybody be, but, is. Honestly, yeah. any of these teams that I just listed are still national championship contenders. How about Illinois, though? Illinois just knocked off Texas and Chris Beard, who's the greatest coach in college basketball right now, uh, and then lost at home also to Micah Schnozberry, shout out Luke Sloan, and the Penn State Nittany Lions, <laughs> who Michigan State just beat. So by rule and by the law property. of the transitive property, Michigan State beat Texas and should be ranked number I two lo- in the country. I love the transitive I'm just going to throw something out there for college basketball. This kind of goes along with everybody beating everybody, especially in the Big Ten. Um, little... This is this isn't advice as we get into the gambling corner at the end of the show, but if you ever see a Big Ten team as ten point underdogs like Penn State was yesterday against Illinois, take it. Was it ten? Really? It was ten and a half. They won by fifteen. Like that's just what the Big Ten is yeah. this year. Um, Jalen Pickett, correct? That's his name. The yeah. Point guard. That dude's a that that is a player. Yeah. He was he was given MSU best, problems. Best picket, Best picket in the state of Pennsylvania. Okay, that's a take. Because oh, you're talking about Kenny. Uh, that, that took a little bit of getting <laughs> there on the on the train station. But how about I mean Illinois is still a great team though. The, the the transfers that they have, Brad Underwood is that it's Portal U over there in, in Champaign, which not the best arena I've ever been to. I will say it was a little weird. Uh, state, you know, the, not a the, fan of the Orange Crush, uh, the the State Farm Center, or whatever. That place was jumping when we went there. That was uh, Michigan State's like buzzer beating loss, I think. Yeah, they, they, they lost they, last. Yeah, they at, lost at Illinois game. last year. Um, so of the undefeateds, who do we think loses next? Like who 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 is first? Because as we mentioned, we've got Virginia, Purdue, UConn, Mississippi State. Um, it's probably Virginia because they play Houston next, and the parody will just That'd continue. Be a fun game. That's going to be a fun game. I believe that's like a week from now, maybe a little bit over a week. Um, uh, the de- December seventeenth, uh, Purdue and UConn are relatively untested until the new year, um, but that also just probably means that they'll lose. Then, if that's the case, I mean, we thought Purdue was untested against uh, Nebraska and almost lost. So uh, Mississippi State has an easy schedule, which also means they're going to lose to Jackson State. <coughs> I don't know who makes it the furthest though of these undefeateds. I feel like it's got to be UConn just because they're they are really really good. Um, and the Big Ten, you know, Purdue. We kind of we saw it last night. Uh, I think they're going to get clipped at some point. Um, but who knows? I mean, Fletcher lawyers dunking on people now. So. I saw that. Not not Foster lawyer. Not Foster. Yes, his younger brother Fletcher, who I played against. Um, on the Breslin Center floor in a scrimmage over the summer at high school team camps. Because I don't think Foster Lawyer can touch the rim. Throwing that out there. So he would not he be dunking be. on well, anyone. We, we can find out next Saturday. Purdue's next game is against Davidson. It is against Davidson. Oh, that's cool. I didn't that's, know that. That's, a, that's probably Purdue's loss. That's probably I, the I, first one, you know? Foster's dropping 40. No gambling corner preview, maybe? <laughs> no. Maybe, uh, no. I've, t- I've bet on Foster Lawyer 
and gambling corners one too many times last year. I thought it was a lock against Richmond, um, the conference championship. Yeah, they lost that. Foster sold they got the at large still. Yeah, and then I uh, and yeah. Joey Hauser did his damn thing. I mean, Joey going Joey. Joey going Joey. Speaking thousand, of thousand points scored. Speaking Joey of Hauser. Joey, he's now in the one K club. Uh, after scoring 22 last night, that was a really cool moment. It was. Um, everybody chanting his name. He, I don't even think he really knew it um, until it happened. And it, you know, people hated Joey Hauser when he got here, and I, understandably, you know, to to a degree, in the fact that he really struggled um, in his first season uh, taking the floor for Michigan State. But he's worked very hard. Tom Izzo loves him. I, I, I've been very impressed. Uh, how consistent he's been with his confidence and his shooting, um, and he's been very effective, man. He is his field goal percentage is up there right now. Really cool moment for him to to, to get to one thousand points. I'm gonna say I'm not. I'm just gonna say I know that Matt's talked about being a Joey Hauser fan, and I learned yesterday how big of a Joey Hauser fan that he is. So I just wanted to say I'm happy for you. Oh yes, and I, I know that that meant a lot to you. Very. I was a very cool moment. I did make the joke of it only took him six years to do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just be. I, I mean, it's still funny to me, especially because Antoine Davis of UAD Mercy, who's like the best three he's point about shooter to get in the country, like 4, he, he reached three thousand yesterday. I believe. Yeah. I believe I saw that correctly. Just funny because I think he's in his like fourth year. Yeah, he's got a chance to make I think like the most threes in history in college basketball. Which or is like, and yeah. he might yeah. end up being the second. He's not going to reach Pistol Pete, but he might end up being the second highest scorer in college basketball history. And yeah. I, I would like to to throw it out there that someone in this room may or may not have a Joey Hauser fan Twitter account. <laughs> no comment. Um, but, uh, see, that's what I was referring to. I wasn't going to yes, out it on did, the airwaves. You just found out about that yesterday? Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> I showed him I it at the game. Out about this my, now. <laughs> my, 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 my pinned tweet on Twitter is when Trent Bally called me, shout out Trent again, uh, when he called me the Joey Hauser of Impact last year <laughs> before I made my appearance, first ever appearance on Green and White. Yeah. We were at a local establishment when he told me that. That's a yeah. good comp. Do, doing karaoke. Yeah. But. yeah, Joey Hauser, I've always said this, with the cutoff shirt and like his long shorts, he dresses like he would be the most dominant player in 2008. <laughs> like, I do He'd be like on the, the cover of NCAA that, basketball that back when they were still the, coming out with the game. It would be him, it would be him and Kevin Love back-to-back. Yeah, the cutoff tees are kind of dirty, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're if you're knocking down shots, it looks good. If you're a bench warmer wearing it, it doesn't. Right, yeah. yeah. Tell me if about, I'm wrong, but he's actually just Kevin Love. How about A.J. Hogarth, too? This is the stat that jumps out to me. Obviously, he's had, he's had a good couple games. Uh, in the last three, he's had 62 points um, in the last three games for Michigan State. A career-high 23 against Penn State. 17 last night. He had 12 uh, coming off the bench against Northwestern. Uh, Tom Izzo said he took him out of the starting lineup to kind of light a fire under him. Um, mission accomplished. Mate. Like, yeah. wow. AJ has just turned it around. Um and sprung a leak, and it, 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 he's fun to watch, man. When when he he's one of those guys who is a hooper, and you know he's a hooper because once he starts making shots and he a gets hooper. his confidence going, like he might have a ten game stretch here where he looks like the best guard in the Big Ten. Can I'm, I I I know when he was being recruited, people were referring to him like a Draymond Green of but a guard version right. of Draymond Green, and I think that he's living up to that. Not only like his his ability to do basically everything on the floor. Now that he's added that jump shot too. Um, but his mentality, and I think that Michigan State this is a Michigan State team that needed that needs a guy like that. Um, his ability to just he he, he can turn when he, he flip a switch and he will he's a killer at that point. When he opens a beer bottle, he bites the top off and spits it out. Like yeah. that's AJ Hogard in a <laughs> um, nutshell. I was telling Liam that I 
AJ is very good at getting under people's skin, and it doesn't matter where you're sitting in the Breslin Center. It's clear to see he runs his mouth. Oh yeah, he's he he's is, an East Coast he is guy. Clapping, man. Yeah. he is clapping in faces. He's putting ice water in yeah. his veins, and he it does it all straight face. And then after the game, I, he's smiling, dancing with like I, Tyson or whatever. I hated AJ Hogard when he was a freshman. Like every time it seemed like he tried driving to the basket, he'd lose the basketball. Um, he is one of my favorite players to watch on this team. Um, I can't take him seriously though. Like he tries to act tough sometimes, and like you just see some photos of him on the internet where he's just like, I, "There's one I can." I think mean, AJ of where he, is he, like, tough. He like, though. I mean, yeah, but he like stares at the camera and makes like a face. And I'm like, dude, like who is this? Like he's a, he's a clown, and I love it. It's just funny. And you see him on like Grand River on like a Saturday night, and you're like, that guy just dropped 24 points last night, and right? Like, his jumper looks broken half the time, but it goes in. And but I, I do, I love AJ Hogar. He's such a good defender, and he is fun to watch. You said him nothing and, nice about him and found <laughs> that you love him. I, but I love him. But like, it's I don't know everything. I saw like, love AJ. I, I love what do they call him? Wop. Yeah, Wop. <laughs> <laughs> w O P. But like, still, like, like I, it's I don't a good know. distinction. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good emphasis on the O there. Yeah, <laughs> Michigan State does get a break though. Coming up, um, just two games in twenty three days. Um, is major good news for them. They need to get Malik back um, pretty soon. Probably, I, I think they wait till the new year and wait till Big Ten January play first. starts. Hopefully, bring them back in January. These games against Oakland and Buffalo don't matter. Okay, but we've seen we've seen Izzo. They get the, the, this coaching staff gets so damn scared when when the team doesn't look great that they want to rush these guys back. Jay Nakins is still playing too many minutes in my opinion. But Jay Nakins is a bucket. They got to slow down with Malik, let him come back for Big Ten play, um, and we can accurately assess this team. This is not the same team without Malik Hall. Save your judgments until he's back on the floor. Um, And save your judgments for our gambling corner uh, until after the commercial break. We'll be right back in about three minutes. Close out the show with gambling corner and in or out here on Sunday, December 11th. This is the Green and White Report on WDBM. Let's make some bets. It's time for the Gambling Corner here on the Green and White Report. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for free and confidential help. Uh, Before we get into it, let's take a look at last week. And, uh, Matt, I I have to do this. I... I just can't. I cannot believe the the grandfather of Gambling Corner made this mistake. Um, Slowick and Merrifield went a combined zero for six last week. Slowick sad Detroit parlay. Of course, the Pistons didn't come through against the Grizzlies. We all saw that coming. That was unfortunate. You, you hit the other two legs at least. Um, but doesn't count. Matt Merrifield and Being one of close. his uh, the 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 Godfather of the Gambling Corner, the creator, the founder, and one of his three bets. Was a World Cup game I, that I, happened? I, no, no, no. Let me get to it first. That happened last week. <laughs> yeah, Matt, you can't even defend yourself. No, no, no. You sit there, be quiet. It was it was a popular game on the segment. Nick Burt was here and joined us to talk about the World Cup as well. I took a bet uh, on this game. I was wrong, um, but I wasn't as wrong as you because it was a knockout game in the World Cup, and you said England and Senegal were gonna draw. Okay, explanation. This actually gets into my second pick on Gambling Corner. Coming up, stay tuned. But uh, oh, bets, got bets, one. bets in soccer in the World Cup are only for 90 minutes. So a draw just means it's going to extra time. Listen, here's the thing, though. Because I went back and looked at the show sheet, and I saw it live when we were doing the show last week. And you said England, Senegal, draw, plus 300. We always had the odds right. for the bets we take. I, I looked. 
There are no odds to bet a draw. I, I can look at you right. Uh, look at it right now. Uh, you bet wins or losses in the knockout stages of the World Cup. I'm telling because you right now, there are it's odds the knockout it. stage. I, I think I do think Merrifield's correct. It's still a crazy thing. You're you're cheering for boring stuff to happen. I no, did. I'm like just like I, to bet the under. The under yeah. either, either way, you were still incorrect as England won in regular Shout time. Shout out. Uh, he's but correct. I'm, actually, I mean, he just showed me these he, odds. Wh- which sports book are you getting? Uh, Barst- Barstool Sports. Oh book. well, Barstool doesn't count because they make their own and like that's not real. Like, FanDuel, DraftKings, MGM. I mean, it's more real than the Merrifield sports book, which is kind <laughs> yeah. of real. Hold on. Um. Anyways, uh, so Matt went zero and three. Sloak went zero and three. I went one and two again. I have gone one and two every edition of Gambling Corner that we've had. So that's not cool. Um, Liam also went one and two. Should have gone zero and three, but somehow the, the New York Football Jets scored twenty two points. The bet you took was for them to have under two and a half team touchdowns. They had twenty two points and one touchdown. Their kicker had sixteen points in the game. <laughs> what, is, what am I, I looking there's, at? There is so much context behind this that I could probably fill the next twelve minutes, but. The, the He's showing us a sign a thing. Of, of a logo it, that, it that is says Merrifield Sportsbook. Let's get that laminated. That's going to go somewhere here in the studios. The, the cameras are going to be coming live pretty soon. You'll get to actually see that. You're very. For, for you quick, should be scared to see our faces. Yeah, let me tell you. For, for, uh, <laughs> especially on, on a Sunday after the Saturday that we for, had yesterday. For quick context, uh, I'm in a club here at Michigan State with Nick Burt, Jada Coster, a couple other impact friends called Sports Perspectives. We played what's called the SPIFO World Cup two weeks ago. We just played a friendly soccer match um and like all good soccer teams you have to be have a sponsorship on the front of your shirt and the merrifield sportsbook was the sponsor wow. of the winning team team burt well so, done just wanted to throw well that done, out there team but, but anyway so the merrifield sportsbook is Matt sponsoring things with a fake company i love it <laughs> all right into the picks this week i'm gonna start with some college hoops that we've got today at 4 30 uh a ranked matchup Number 13, Maryland against number 7, Tennessee. I really like both of these teams. Maryland, man, they are good. Um, they, 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 they've got something brewing over there in College Park. Maryland is, uh, or excuse me, Tennessee is favored by 6.5 in this game, though. Way too many points. I think Maryland might win this game, let alone cover the 6.5. Uh, take, take the Terps at plus 6.5 uh, at minus 104 odds. Uh, I think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I'm going um, to go to the ice here. My dad was heartbroken yesterday um, after England's loss. He texted me, England was the better team, but couldn't score. Ugh. Um, after, Harry Kane, man. After he told me all about how his England was his favorite team because they don't celebrate after they score and they're like a true team and they go hug each other they're and say nice pass. Yes, very good sportsmanship, and he loves that. Um, I'm going to go with his favorite hockey team, the Boston Bruins. Um, Gross. To win, win by... Over one and a half versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, it's plus 160, and I think they'll win by a couple. They are a very, very good hockey team, but it is gross. Matty Ice. It is gross. Uh, my first pick is some college basketball action. Oregon State, the former, they went, what, to the Elite Eight two years ago, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. That run. No, they, that was, that might have even been last year. It was, I believe it was the COVID year, but that was the most. Dis- yeah, they beat Kate Cunningham. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. the most disgusting, like, I, that was like oh, my least favorite Cinderella of all time. But, yeah, and, then, and then they came back and were horrible. Yes, the and they were awful. But they're playing a Texas A&M team. Shout out Julius Marble. That I just, the Texas A&M I don't think is very good. And they're getting 14 and a half points. I just think that's way too many points. Give me Oregon State to cover the 14 and a half at minus 110 is the odds for that one, I believe. 
Uh, oh my goodness, that was the worst voice crack. Anyway, you're doing great. You're doing great. You, you have Liam. you have fought hard, and I commend you for your efforts on the show today. Now leave. No, just <laughs> just leave. Uh, so my first bet, I think, is just a lock. I don't know what what Vegas is doing. I think they forgot <laughs> I just about. Looked the, at this. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Goff, he got that vote of confidence from the front office that he's the guy. Um, he's probably been hearing the same thing. If I'm hearing about Lamar Jackson, I'm sure he's heard those rumblings too so he's going to try to be lamar jackson today and he's going to be over three and a half rushing yards <laughs> so many yards it's just so disrespectful to jared goff now i always forget about quarterback rushing yards that sacks come into account that's the the one that always slips my brain lines are the, one of the best offensive lines in the league i mean yeah. he's not getting touched so, today there you go jared goff is mobile uh i'm gonna keep it in the nfl as well for my second bet um all rushing yards Never really pans out for me, but I I can't stay away from it. It's too easy. It's it's a great way to find so much value to find positive odds, man. Uh, Christian McCaffrey against the Bucks plus sixty plus rushing yards on the alternate is at plus one fourteen odds. Um, I like free money, so I'm gonna take that one. I I, I think C Mac gets it done with, with with over sixty easy. Yeah, yeah. I I never bet unders on anything, so I'm gonna stick with Except, football. Hold on, Army Navy under. Dude, the, the over, over the over hit for the first time in that was one of the ones. Years? That was the one of the ones I, I lost. 15. I took it, the under at thirty three and a half because it went to overtime for the first time ever. Yeah, and it's just awesome. It's, and it's was, not called under time for a reason, people. <laughs> I, was yeah. ju- I was just gonna say, Liam told me <laughs> that funny, out of their funny. yesterday was their one hundred and twenty fourth meeting, and it was the first time they ever. What a overtime. great college! That there's no better game in college football every year. I but think I got I got a chance to visit West Point when I was in high school. Such a cool place. Um, and the Army Navy game is the best every single year. There's nothing you can tell me otherwise. Well, See, I'm, I'm going to go under, I, and it's going to hit today. What did you have to I, say? I was just going to say I love Army Navy games. I think it's awesome, but saying it's the best game, I think, is just an overstatement. I don't like it's when so people much say that. Fun. No, but it really is because there, nobody passes the damn ball. Nobody's getting because, paid wait. hundreds of thousands of dollars to immorally play college football. Right. There's no there, there's no drama. That's um, fine. The other story than is what's great. on the, the field. Football is not the well, great. Who cares though? That's what's fun. It's not this. It's not what you're used to seeing, and it's still competitive. It's still close. There's still a lot cool on the uniforms. line. Sick uh, uniforms. NASA. And the announcers, who I am, I'm. Their names are not coming to my brain right now, but they do a great job every year as well. I think that's fine. You have to make, make, I have my, make it fun. My favorite well, part is. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know if anybody watched the FCS playoffs on Friday night, but Incarnate Word wow, in Sacramento yeah. State. I don't know if anybody caught that game. I don't know what the actual final was. 66-63. That was like one wow. of the most fun football games I think it was I've the highest watched. scoring FCS playoff game ever. It was wild. And then you saw people running the air raid and quarterbacks running for 75-yard touchdowns, and then you turn on the Army-Navy game yesterday. <laughs> Not a single completed pass in the first half. Triple options left. Triple and right. options. You have line. You literally have ten, 10 guys on the line of scrimmage just pushing up against each other on fourth and ones. It's like that, a rugby match. It's beautiful, and I love it. And I'm disgusted that the over did not, or that the over did hit because it should never hit. In so Sloak, you're going with an under though. I am going with an under, um, <laughs> and it's not going to be college because there's no games for quite some time. Um, T.J. Hawkinson and his return to Detroit under. 51 yards. That seems like a lot. It seems like, like a lot. Easy like, under. Like 150. I already told Henry he is going to have three catches for 34, no touchdowns. Or the other option is he's going to have for like 96 yards and like four touchdowns yeah. today. Does he have an axe to so, grind with like the city of Detroit? I mean, I don't I know. I thought he left on city, good terms. I thought you know? the city was nice to him, but once he tweeted that he can finally go somewhere and win, now I hope he never wins. I don't think you just said it. Oh. Merrifield's got another fake bet for his second one. It's a real one. bet. And go ahead. you know what? 
based on what Croatia does when they play soccer, which I hate the way yeah. Croatia plays. But guess what? They like to go to penalties and then win. Um, I think Argentina will win uh, in the semifinal of the World Cup. I believe they play Tuesday. That's what I was going to ask I think it's you. Tuesday or I Wednesday. So. I think you're correct. One of the games is Tuesday. The other semifinal between Morocco and France is on Wednesday. How about the Moroccans? The best Lions in the world I right want now. them to win. First African nation ever to make it to a World Cup semifinal. That was shocking to me. Yeah. That's a crazy stat. It is wild. But for Argentina, Croatia, the odds that it goes to extra time, a draw, um, is plus 240, <laughs> and I'll take that. I mean, because I, Croatia loves to park the bus and take it to penalties. So I like it. Liam to the hardwood. Um, I hit one first basket bet uh, earlier on a few weeks ago, and since then I'm... I keep doing it each week. So Terry Rozier today uh, for the Hornets against the Sixers. He's going to score the first basket. Uh, a lot of juice on this one, plus 650. You, you know you missed your first basket bet last week, right? I know. Yeah. Okay. Just make he sure. hit his first one that he did, and now he's just right. He's hooked. Yeah. Oh, well, first basket is just, it's there's so much juice, and I got more the juice value. on mine, which is my final. I know, and you get excited, my third for, final bet. You get yeah. excited for, for hours getting, leading right, up to exactly. the game. And then yeah, you start to tingle. It's yeah. yeah. to tingle yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's, I like, got, it's, like, it's like the... Uh, the dragster. Yeah, right. The dragster. Yeah. All this build up for like three seconds yeah. and neither disappointment or it's a lot of fun. Um, I got Bohan Bogdanovich uh, for the Pistons. First basket against the Lakers. More juice than Liam's. Just a little bit. Plus 750. Um, Bohan's the best shooter in the NBA. So he's going to can a three to start the year. That, start the game. Sorry. That's a take. It is a take. Yeah. It's a right one, too. Um, Slowick, yeah, final uh, one. I'm going back to football. I'm going over this time though. Derrick Henry rushing yards over 89 and a half um, against Jacksonville. I did some quick research. It could definitely be wrong, but in the last six meetings, Derrick Henry has rushed for over 150 yards four times against the Jaguars. So I think he'll run for over. Water 90. finds its level. He'll come back down to earth. I mean, over 150 is way over. All I need him to do is get to 90, and that right, will hit. Right. But I think he might run for 212 again today and six touchdowns. Matt? Um, this is a hockey bet. Uh, I I don't like betting on hockey, but this so the Seattle Kraken are over Kings this year. I don't know what the what the stat line is for them when it comes to hitting the over, but they're playing Florida today who likes to score a lot of goals. Over under six and a half. Wow. Seattle might score six by themselves in this game, especially because, well, Martin Jones is starting for Seattle. He sucks. Um, <laughs> he used to play for the Sharks, for those people that don't know, and I have mixed feelings yeah, another, about him. Another random team that Matt likes, and San then, Jose Sharks. And Florida, Spencer Knight starting. Um, he's a solid goalie, but Seattle loves to score goals. It's over 6.5. Give it to me. Minus 120. Liam, you're also going with the NHL. Your final gambling corner bet here on the Green and White Report. I hate to do this to you, but I'm switching it because he, t- he, he, oh, okay. he took game. your thing. Yeah, And this is going to be the – this might be the record for the highest odds – uh, any Ever on, on the gambling corner, corner. Uh, Jalen Naylor to lead. <laughs> this is like I can't even get through this believing myself. Jalen Naylor uh, will have the most receiving yards of any player in the Lions Vikings game. Uh, his, his return to Michigan plus twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck. I was expecting one. like five thousand for if, sure. If you twenty though, that's if, crazy. If you hit on that, I will. <laughs> he will. He uh, will. That's have, a good way to celebrate graduation. If you huh? hit on it, we can trade cars. I don't want your car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're running out of show. One more in or out. We've got four on the docket today. Uh, Christmas season is near. Ugly sweaters are in season. I love ugly sweaters. I get a new one every year. This one is a bunch of penguins, and it says waddle service. But it's, um, I'm in on ugly Christmas sweaters. 
I mean, I'm I wore one last night to Let's go. Uh, the Gunson Christmas party. I'm in on them. I, they're fun. Time and situation around Christmas time. Totally in. If I see you, someone wearing one in like June, yeah, get that out of my face. <laughs> well, right. Um, but in the Christmas season, yeah, I'm all about being weird. Like, have fun. I'm in. I have one that lights up. Oh, you got the lights one. I have a my favorite ugly Christmas sweater. I'll be quick. Uh, is a shirt and has like whistles or not whistles, bells and ribbons on it, and then the middle is a mirror. Oh, that's pretty nifty. Yeah. Uh, the it. second in or out, Shut social media accounts designated for your pets. Merrifield, you've got a personal um, inflection so, on this. Um, I believe his name is Robbie Baran. Baran plays oh, for, uh, yeah, the, Robbie Baran. Uh, he plays for Northwestern Basketball. I found out he has a social media account for his dog, Smokey. Uh, a little, I don't know what kind of dog. It's a rat dog. And in my opinion, <laughs> if it's under 30 pounds, it's not a dog. It's a rat. But yes, he 30? has a, you know, 30 uh, pounds is pretty big. My dude. dog is 30 uh 35 I mean he's kind of fat but that's, barely but, he, <laughs> yeah. but but he is a dog other than anything you know you know you know no, what a dog I get is what you're like chihuahua about. not a dog anyways he has a social media account for his dog he posts a lot of photos about his dog on his Instagram and myself and some other people including Nick Song from the program let him hear it during the Michigan State Northwestern game now Northwestern still beat Michigan State but we do our research in the zone yeah. and you will hear it so if you post stuff about your dog and some questionable photos on there. I gotta say, your I'm pet, your pet's so gotta have a personality. I don't want to just see pictures. They gotta do something funny. They gotta, they gotta have a weird bark or so out, whatever. Oh, so eat, out. eat a funny food. Uh, other than that, I'm in. I, I, I'm in. I one of my favorite uh, accounts is Tucker and Todd Budson, um, and they are two golden uh, retrievers that live in Michigan, and they bring me lots of joy. Steven Izzo got dunked on yesterday by Landon Lewis for Brown. Uh, that's he, Landon Lewis should be arrested. Uh, you can't you can't dunk on Steven Izzo, man. Jim Harbaugh would that's, want him to be arrested. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I had to get that in there before I'm done. <laughs> what a way! Uh, out on dunking on Steven Izzo, and someone threw this in. Uh, so we'll just give it on three. Jared Goff, one, two, three, in. in. I'm very much on Jared Goff. Today. <laughs> Liam is graduating. Thank you so much for everything you've done here, man. Uh, it's been a lot of fun having you on the show. You've been a fantastic sports editor for us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your time at Impact. I know we enjoyed it with you. Uh, we've already given our speeches at the Impact Banquet about everything you do, but it was glad to have you on here one more time. Yeah, I mean, this I just want to say this has literally been, I'm living my dream right now, uh, working at Impact, talking sports on the radio, writing about sports. So thanks to everyone here, especially to you guys. I love you guys. Um, shout out to my parents, my support system, my family, my sister. And you guys have done an absolutely incredible job. We'll continue to do so next semester and everyone behind us. We'll carry that tradition on. Where can the people find you moving forward? Ooh, I'm not 100% sure. I may be writing. Oh, you might not be able to share that yet. I can find them on Twitter. I may be writing for sports uh, in Northwest Ohio. We'll see. But I will be. Close to home. You always have a place to visit coming back. I will be. I'll I'll be seeing you guys for sure. Definitely. Well, we really appreciate everything you've done, and thanks for being here. Uh, For Matt Merrifield and Zach Slowick, I'm Brennan Shabath. This has been another edition of the Green and White Report. Shout out Trent Bailey, half shout out, but he is at Ford Field. Lions taking on the Vikings. One pride. It's we'll be one back o'clock. Next week. We will be here next week. No show on Christmas, though. One more week before the break. This has been the Green and White Report on WDBM East Lansing. Have a wonderful Sunday, ladies and gentlemen.